This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I, I guess Elon Musk is buying Twitter and uh, he filed to close the deal at the original price, which is kind of weird because after all the fighting, he just said, all right, yeah, I'll buy it for what I agreed to buy it for. And then Twitter has formally responded saying, okay, we're going to sell. And now apparently there are messages being posted anonymously by Twitter staff freaking out because, well, here we go. So I don't know what else to add to the story because it's just like an echo of the story that already happened back in, when was this, like April or something? Elon announced he's going to buy the platform. All these woke journalists and leftists are screaming like, no, we'll lose control of the narrative. And then Elon says, I don't want to buy it. And they all start laughing, saying, ha ha, you're not going to buy it. Now he's buying it and their brains are exploding. But here's where it gets crazy. Elon could own Twitter within 72 hours. They're going to finalize the deal and it could be done. And then I certainly hope the moment he signs the paperwork, he goes, okay, now reinstate Trump. I just, that, that's just, just, there you go. And there's a handful of other people. We got to get Carl Benjamin back on the platform. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend and, we, and, and he deserves to be back on the platform as well as many other people. You know, we've mentioned Miley, Miley Yiannopoulos, uh, Laura Loomer, among many others, Alex Jones. So uh, it, it should be interesting. So we'll talk about that. But the reasons as to why Elon Musk is doing this are interesting. A lot of people are saying it's because he, he was going to lose this lawsuit anyway. But I wonder if it has something to do with another story. Elon Musk said that bots were piling on his polls when he was calling for peace in Ukraine. I wonder if this was a catalyst, seeing a bunch of bots advocate for what is potentially World War III. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, we're going to buy Twitter and just finally put an end to this. Like, this was the straw on the camel's back. But don't forget to also go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we're going to have a members-only show coming up tonight at 11 p.m. It's the uncensored members-only after show. And as a member, you are keeping our journalists and reporters gainfully employed. We have people on the ground reporting. We have people writing every single day, and we could use your support. Don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show right now with your friends, be the notification. A lot of people are saying the notifications aren't being sent out right before the midterm. Surprise, surprise. So take the URL, post it anywhere, and be that notification. Joining us, we got a couple of people joining us today. Talk about this and more. We have Josie, the redheaded libertarian. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Who are you? I am the redheaded libertarian. Uh, you could find me at T-R-H-L official on Twitter. Um, and I just, I like the Constitution. I talk about that a lot. I just, I, I like to be silly. Um, <laughs> you, you get a mixed bag with me. I have a, a fancy cat. His name's oh. Figaro. Um, so those are, those are kind of, kind of the, the big points, I guess. Well, all right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and we also have Corey DeAngelis. Yo. I'm in Ian's spot now, and and this is kind of interesting. He has a lot of stuff going on over here. There's like some toilet paper. I don't know. I, don't, I have lots that, of questions. That's actually Luke's uh, okay. balloons. What are you doing well, over that's here? That's not me. That's on Ian's side of the table. Okay. But yes, Corey DeAngelis. I'm a senior fellow at the American Federation for Children. It's good to be here. I'm a, a school choice advocate, and that's uh, basically what I do. 
I might have some competition here with Josie, but that's another topic here. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Luke Radowski of We Are Change That Oregon. Today, I'm definitely wearing my free as a bird shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's the official name of it with, of course, Elon Musk smoking a doobie inside of the tw Twitter logo, which you could exclusively get as a member of LukeUncensored.com for the cost of its production. And because you do that, that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. It I want true. that shirt. I'm yeah. pretty jealous. Yeah, you can order it. So that you can order from Luke because Luke is our humble t-shirt salesman. We keep on hand. I'm competing for crazy shirt. Mine's brighter than his, but his is more topical than mine. I'm excited for tonight's conversation. Let's get into it. Here we go. From Engadget, Twitter confirms it intends to close deal with Elon Musk. Twitter has again agreed to let Elon Musk buy the company. They say the agreement follows months of legal drama after Musk tried to back out of his or original agreement to buy the company for $44 billion this spring. The two sides were set to go to trial later this month as Twitter attempted to force Musk to keep up his end of the agreement. Musk had claimed Twitter had misled him about the number of bots on the platform mm. and had raised concerns about issues disclosed by the company's former head of security who filed a whistleblower complaint. So Twitter investor relations tweets, Twitter issued this statement about today's news. We have received a letter from the Musk parties, which they have filed with the SEC. The intention of the company is to close the transaction at $54.20 per share. The question, why did Elon Musk try backing out, go into this big legal drama, and then abruptly just agree to the original sale price. I mean, my, my, my attitude was, couldn't he have at least tried to, to lower the, the price? Like, oh, okay, we're going to go to court. It's going to be a waste of time. How about we do 50 bucks per share, call it a day? They pro Twitter would probably would have been like, okay, fine. Just, well, if you agree to that, then we're going to get an approval from the shareholders and then we're done. Instead, he just comes out and like, yeah, it's good. Just full thing, whatever. Why? What's, what's going on here? Was it because he was embarrassed by the leaked text messages or what? Uh, I... I'm an optimist. I think he wanted to expose the bots. Um, and but why, why back that. out? Why? why? Well, yeah, well, there's a number of theories. The corporate media is running with a theory that he was hiding from disclosure, that already the text messages that were released were allegedly embarrassing and that he didn't want more disclosure. That's one of the theories that's out there by the corporate media that they're touting, touting as the truth. Uh, but, but I think personally, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the spat that he had with the Ukrainian president, mm. especially with him trying to offer some kind of negotiation or peace deal, bring that conversation to the forefront where he was dogpiled by the NPCs and by the corporate establishment that, of course, punished him and, and, and tried to make him seem like a bad guy because he was trying to prevent a nuclear war. So that, to me, was just absurd to see that kind of conversation unfold with Zelensky's but, well, advisor literally sending out a photo of him photoshopped as a Ukrainian traitor. That's crazy. In handcuffs. In but, handcuffs. But I mean, come on, Luke. Guys, you agree with me, right? There's too many people. You know, <laughs> nuclear war would be a good thing. Just too many of them. You know? Okay, Bill Gates Jr. There. This is another thing to, to understand here uh, around the, the, the Elon Musk Ukraine controversy because Elon Musk provided Ukraine with Starlink, which a lot of military analysts and experts are saying is one of the reasons why Ukrainians are having such major victories inside of this larger proxy war between Russia because of the GPS, satellite tracking, the weapon systems all depend on the internet. And and uh, the Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, former Google CEO, who's also working on the Pentagon Lead Defense Innovation Board, came out and said that Elon Musk is the true hero when it comes to the war in Ukraine. So to have the Ukrainian president, to, has, to have his advisors, to have the Ukrainian people uh, lash out at him and punish him when, when he already contributed so much to the Ukrainian people for this conflict is, is really something that I think 
might have hurt Elon Musk and might have added to this larger decision for him to buy Twitter, since, of course, he was painted as the boogeyman, as the bad guy for trying to prevent a nuclear war. Yeah, diplomacy nowadays is so rare that they frame it as treason. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm really happy about Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter finally. I think I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, But, you know, he is kind of the bad guy because I've lost like 2,500 followers within the past day. So (laughs) he has some explaining to do. I don't know why uh, a lot of us, I think, here and Spike Cohen, um, the VP candidate for the Libertarian Party in 2020, tweeted out that he had lost 2,000 followers, too. So I don't know what the theory is for why that's happening, perhaps... Twitter's cleaning up all the bots and and hiding that so that when uh, Elon Musk takes control, he'll, I got, he'll look under the hood. And I got two conspiracy theories for you. One is anti-Elon, one is pro-Elon. All right, we'll start with the anti-Elon one first. Elon Musk announces he wants to buy Twitter because he really does. He says, I'm going to buy it at $54 a share. He then tries to back out and plays this big game, which ultimately saw Twitter's stock drop down into like the mid-30s or something like this. One of the things we heard with this deal, Elon is going to some of the other investors, like that, that, uh, there was that, that Saudi prince, I think, and he's telling them, use, like, vote to let this go private. Keep your shares. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy up uh, as, you know, as much as I can, and then you can keep yours if you agree to take the company private because I'm going to fix it, and then when it goes public again, your stocks are going to be worth way, way more. So the idea is he doesn't need to buy every single share from every single person if he can work out these agreements with the big investors. So the stock price drops 35. A bunch of people hearing the news is going to do this, start buying up stock at, at the cheap price, thinking, ooh, maybe I'll get a chance to hold on to this when it goes private, because you know, then once it goes public again, I'll make a bunch of money. And Elon then basically knows if a ton of people buy at the low rate, agree with him to take it private, he doesn't need to buy their share. It's going to save him a ton of money. Now, I don't know if that if that if that's possible, if it makes sense. Uh, I was talking to Will Chamberlain about it. he says he says, no, I was talking to him in the context of he does this. His buddies buy up from people at thirty five bucks. Then, you know, knowing they're not going to have to sell to Elon, that them holding it basically allows them to take it private. And he said it's a really bad time to try and do any kind of financial malfeasance because you're under such scrutiny. But maybe, maybe that's why I said conspiracy theory. Here's the other one. Elon Musk was talking about bots. Luke pointed this out. He was saying, you know, hey, vote on this. Should Ukraine offer up some kind of peace agreement? He was saying that. Um, should the people should, of Ukraine vote? To, but no, he's saying the UN yeah. should oversee the Donbass region elections, and then Crimea should be returned to Russia as, as it's, it, you know, it's been for a long time. And then the Ukrainians started attacking him. He gets dogpiled. The, originally, the poll says, yes, let's have peace. But then all of a sudden, it flips to no, no peace, no agreement. Elon says the bots came out in force for this one. I'm wondering if that was it. I mean, look, this, he's, he, he was, he's been playing games with this, this lawsuit for a long time. He, if, if he was really concerned with the lawsuit, wouldn't he have just conceded a long time ago? So I'm wondering if he saw this and he got really, really pissed off at a bunch of bots voting to say yes to potentially nuclear World War III. And he's like, I'm buying it. And he's going to go in because bots are what he's been complaining about for the longest time. And he's just going to just wipe the slate on all these bots. And then he's going to bring Donald Trump back. Do you think Donald Trump will hurt or help the stock price? Well, it's oh, like, he'll help it. Gonna, he'll help it. No, it's going to skyrocket. Yeah. yeah, he was their bread and butter before when he had an account. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, but I don't think Trump would do it. I don't think Trump will come back. No. Because I think it'll, it'll social. But it's not just that. It's like, don't they have Dwack or whatever? Trump World Acquisition Corp, like, you know, Digital World Acquisition Corp or something like that. Well, Trump also made a public statement saying, I don't want to be back on Twitter. I yeah. won't be back on Twitter, well, even if Elon Musk buys Twitter. He said this a couple of months ago. I don't know if his opinion changed, especially with, you know, all the presidential races. I, I, I think, you know, we, we understand the importance of, of big tech social media. So does Elon Musk. And there was a couple of things leading up to this. Before the whole spite between Ukraine and Elon Musk, he sent out a meme a couple of days ago that said, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yet those who do study history are doomed to stand by helplessly while everyone else repeats it. So him, after posting that meme, came up with a proposition to bring peace to Ukraine. It wasn't a perfect proposition, but at least the conversation started. There hasn't been a conversation on peace deals. There have been a lot of peace deals offered that were very close to being achieved, especially one by Turkey, especially one that the Ukrainians and Russians agreed to. Western powers said no. Western media is saying no peace. And their strategy here isn't really a smart one. It's let's let's push Putin into a corner. That's phase one. Phase two, phase three. We don't know what that is yet, but let's just let's just escalate the situation. And it's mind boggling. It's so crazy that that out of everything that's happening right now. Hey, we have a situation that is bringing us on the brink of nuclear war. Hey, let's repeat those same policies and double down on them. It is exactly the underpants gnomes where they have the the one like we're going to do this and then the next line is the question marks and then the final line is profit. Yeah, yeah step 1 steal yep. steal underpants step yep. 2 question marks step 3 profit. Exactly, that's well, the one. So I, I was you know I was thinking about this with um you know nuclear war and how they're really really advocating for this conflict. They really don't want any kind of settlement arrangement. And I was thinking also about, you know, depopulation conspiracies and things like that. And, you know, what I, I like to say is the only difference between what's actually happening in a conspiracy theory is the conspiracy theory implies intent. If you remove the, the, the uh, hypothesis of intent from an individual, you no longer have a conspiracy theory. You have literally what's happening. So, for example, uh, what's going on with everything on the left? Telling farmers not to farm when there's a food shortage, sterilizing kids, aborting kids, um, advocating war. Whether they... If you want to say it's because they intend to reduce the population, okay, that's a conspiracy theory. If you say, I don't know why they're doing it, but the end result is the reduction of population, well, that's literally what's happening. So I thought about something interesting. I have a series of tweets that I tweet frequently where I just, you know, I, I, what I say some, I tweet things that I kind of feel are like they should be cancelable things. Like, like I tweeted several times, have you considered spaying and neutering your kids to prevent overpopulation? <laughs> And I've tweeted things like the, the upside to abortion is that there's too many children and we need less people on the planet. Like these should be things that ever, like anyone ever said seriously, people should be like, whoa, 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 come on. But there's not, not only does it break no rules on Twitter to, to ask people to like consider sterilizing their children, there's no outrage from the media mm-hmm. at all. I was thinking about this. I was like, I bet if I tweet things like war is good because there's too many people, they will, they will completely ignore it. If I tweet, it's great that children are being sterilized. They'll completely, lo and behold, 
The media doesn't care one bit. There's no smears, no cancellation. I just, I don't know what their intent is, but for whatever reason, everything is pointing in one direction. These actions will result in much less people. Have you ever been suspended for anything like that or any of the tweets removed? Have you ever been suspended from Twitter or? I've been locked out. Um, when they banned the, the groomer stuff, they retroactively enforced it against me. And so I had to delete the tweet. And I'm like, I don't care about Twitter. Like People are like, leave your messages up. I'm like, dude, it's Twitter. I'll just say something else weird. I don't know. So I just took so them down. It's whatever. You got to misspell it. That's the trick. Ah, yeah. You have to it. write in code. Mm-hmm. I so mean, like, you can just keep changing the word. It's like yeah. Grover's. Yep. Exactly. So, like, taking a step back, I mean, Elon Musk started this whole conversation about uh, acquiring Twitter because he said it was so important. It's the public sphere. We have to have great um, discussion. It's it's how we uphold democracy. Um, why not Why not buy the whole school system and uh, put you know have a better investment because we have millions of kids going to government schools where they're being indoctrinated to think like socialists when they grow up. And I think that's even more detrimental to society than uh, the public sphere when it comes to Twitter. The thing is, the public school system is way too expensive. Elon Musk Abolish can't afford it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, imagine what you could buy with $44 billion. How many politicians could you get in your lap? That's How many right. of them can you have barking and jumping up and down when you tell them to jump? I think all of them. You have enough money, you could have done that. But but I think he also understands that that big tech social media is is a power that is even beyond the U.S. government when it comes to flexing its ability to influence society. And you could even see through the disclosures, through the text messages that were received, him saying, quote, he wants to rein in big tech. These are the words of Elon Musk from the text messages that were released. He's saying, quote, our public square needs not to have arbitrary sketch censorship. And that, quote, we have right now, what we have right now is hidden corruption. We're allowed, uh, we're, we're allowed to do this segment right now, this next one. We're, we've earned it, and um, we are now going to gloat over uh-huh. the woke Twitter employees <laughs> who are losing their minds. So Mediaite reports Twitter employees explode over Musk deal. Cue the layoffs. Oh, no. Maybe, I bet a lot of these people are going to quit. Daniel Sullivan says the reaction from Twitter employees on Team Blind, an app that allows people at different companies to post anonymously, is something to behold. Here's one. So we've got an angry, triggered billionaire going to own us who's looking for vengeance. The worst financial market in years. Hiring freezes everywhere. Q4 is looking great. Twitter employees heard the news, the latest development in Musk's potential purchase while they were in a meeting discussing the company's goals in 2023. Living the plot of succession is effing exhausting. Raman Chowdhury, Twitter's director of machine learning, ethics, transparency, and accountability, tweeted in reaction to the Musk news. Daniel Sullivan said, this Twitter employee sums up what I'm hearing from folks inside the company today. And uh, that's too bad. (laughs) EJ Samson says, I encourage every Twitter employee to go outside and take a walk. Yes. Never boring over here. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations, Twitter employees. You know, it's just the weirdest thing. The cult is the weirdest thing to me. You know, they they just, in order to be in this cult, you have to not read the news ever. And so we'll get into this in a little bit, but I was talking about BLM and Kanye West earlier on my other show. And if you look at Democrats, or if you look at 18 to 35 year olds, they have tremendous net support for BLM. And then you look at every other demographic and it's just like underwater. Independent voters, it's net, a negative 12 net support. Mm-hmm. Uh, only Democrats support them. And I'm like, it's, a, it's the perfect example. These people are freaking out because the only way the cult exists is that they, they isolate people from information. 
The only reason why these young people support BLM is because they don't read the news. They're more subject driven and not object driven. So you get older, you start focusing more on your family, you start reading the news and, and seeing what's going on in the world. And you say, oh, okay, here's what's happening. When you're younger, you're like, what are my friends doing? What are my friends talking about? And your friends will just all repeat whatever lies are filtered to them. This is, this is obviously why these people in particular, well, they're losing their minds over this. The, the cult is going to implode without Twitter. I mean, they needed, they have Tumblr, I guess, you know, but I don't know how much that, how, how, how much that's going to do for them. Well, it's funny watching these people just switch like uh, immediately. The same people saying, "Oh, Twitter's a private company; they could do whatever they want." You, you, you. Every, not now everybody like, needs no. to be on the platform. Now they're like, "Oh, now no. we're regulated." Or, what did we do? No, no, not that. Now, now you have pro uh, proposals from the White House, mm -hmm. right, uh, calling to um, censor the internet. Yeah, yeah AI Bill of Rights. Yeah, uh, that's is. what they came out with. Uh, the Hill did an article on this today. What was it Democrats? Uh, the White House. So I'm oh, guessing, yes, whoever's whoever works there, who uh, really knows. This anymore. is basically you can't you can't get banned. Yeah, or, yeah, you have the right to a person as opposed to an algorithm like that. it's just a list it's a proposal you know that's going to go through well it's Congress. funny how it switches like almost immediately yeah, yeah. our people aren't in the charge same anymore day so now we, happened we today us. exactly so, so obviously a lot of people um at twitter will be scrambling with this news today uh, according to the new york post uh 68 of twitter employees disapprove of musk and his vision for twitter and for what he sees for the company that especially wants to make sure that people are going to be at uh, the workplace and not just <laughs> doing all the work at home. But but it's not just Twitter employees that are going to be scrambling here. It's also a lot of government officials who are now going to be like, okay, now we have to prevent this from happening. Because once you open the floodgates of free speech, you have the potential of really making the world a better place. You have the potential of exposing a lot of sinister, nefarious things in our existence that could be stopped through transparency and accountability. The government is deathly afraid of this. And I, I could imagine, I could see new rules, new regulations when it comes to social media, as already they have a lot of secret orders. They have a lot of secret actions that they take part in, as we recently learned from Alex Berenson, that they are the ones, the federal government, the White House, ordering the censorship of political voices of scientists, of doctors, medical professionals, and even memers. Mm -hmm. And individuals who, of course, do parody accounts of Dr. Fauci have all had their accounts shut down because the federal government and the Biden administration said, no, we can't allow this, which is absolutely crazy. And they're not going to be able to censor those New York Post articles. Well, well, Elon Musk also a couple of days ago was interacting with the CEO of Rumble, and he was showing interest in oh, working yeah. with Rumble before this major acquisition of Twitter, which he now has announced uh, as of today. So there's also that as well. There is something called the Twitter Trusted Partnership and Twitter Partner Support Portal that allows the government to issue censorship orders. Uh, Twitter agreed to comply with this to avoid regulatory oversight. There's a Wow. There's an art this was a few years ago where this happened and it was there's one newspaper that covered it because nobody's gonna talk about that. It was the NC Daily Gazette. Um hmm. yeah, I have the that. question I guess is will these woke people stay on Twitter? Because their their argument is if Elon buys Twitter, we're leaving. It's like, oh yeah, where? Where where, where are you going? <laughs> Where you're gonna go? You're Facebook. Gonna go. I mean, if they they're go gonna, somewhere, they're gonna go to, go to Gab. Yeah. If they go somewhere else, I mean, it, 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 that the um, Amazon and Google will allow it, unlike with the Parler, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but Mastodon's maybe. been around for a while, and it's got it's like this very very leftist version of Twitter. It's so woke that when um, who's that guy who played that 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 annoying kid on Star Trek? 
that everybody will will, will Wheaton. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even when he left Twitter and went there, they banned him. <laughs> oh my like, god. That's how that's how woke and far left wow. there. They were like, no, Will Wheaton, you're a fascist, and he's like an annoying liberal dude. So I mean, they tried. It didn't work. Yeah, I think it's going to be a dramatic shift. There's one dude from NBC who's claiming this funny this tweet where he's like, now that they're going private, the rules can be whatever they want, and it's just like. You've literally been advocating for that the whole time. That's literally what they do. But what they're really showing is that they are terrified they have lost control of the narrative machine. And the crazy thing about it is Elon Musk isn't even proposing to go into Twitter and ban left, mm-hmm. ban, ban the left. This is what they're arguing. They're like, Trump's going to, uh, they're, they're like, Elon's going to be deplatforming people and banning leftists. It's like literally the opposite of he, everything he's advocated for. Yeah, yeah he is not going to do that at all. Yeah. He wants to bring the people back who've been unfairly banned. Well, that's the problem, I guess. The left is like, when we get power, we will destroy you. And when the right gets power, they're like, no, 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 we'll be let fair. We'll let, yeah, yeah, we'll let you do what you want. <laughs> yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll leave you alone. how dare you? Well, even in the disclosures of Elon Musk's text messages, there's one conversation he had with an anonymous Twitter employee that's not named because of the, quote, sensitive nature of the conversation. The sensitive nature of this conversation was, quote, how to navigate, how to let right-wingers back on Twitter. So, so this is uh, is an official text message that was happening between Elon Musk and and an employee at Twitter that's that's anonymous. that's, That's pretty big. Um, I, I could send you the, the copy of it right now or I could just tweet it out right now. But the, the DMs uh, and, and the private messages, some of them are leaked and people could read them online and they really do tell a very interesting tale of what's happening behind the scenes here. We need to get a, a, a video ready of like Trump suiting up, like putting his shoes on and then walking <laughs> and straightening his tie. And he's like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm, that, that's all I care about, you know, bring Trump back because th- there were so many journalists when he got banned. There were these threads where journalists were like, I would have to have my phone on alert because it was my job. And so I would get an alert at three in the morning. They'd like, my boss would be calling me being like, Trump tweeted, write it up. And they'd be like, it's three in the morning. This is one of the reasons I think so many journalists probably hated Trump because he would tweet at like 2 a.m. Yeah. They'd have to wake up and then be like, write the story like Trump says something about North Korea. I don't know what's going on. And then everybody's like, I wish the guy was, would just play ball and just do what he's told. Instead, he, he pisses off all these journalists so they just write lies about him endlessly. I think a lot of Twitter is a consensus between the bots, between the bands of the right-wing people. Um, it's, it's about... This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Um, finding consensus. So when people who aren't that, same thing with, you know, you have the media, you have Hollywood, you have big tech, you have uh, the, the corporate press, you have the 
the the government, the career politicians, you have socialism everywhere. It's everywhere. And I think a lot of that is about consensus. And it's so when somebody who's maybe an armchair, you know, they vote, you know, so they're going to go and they're going to research and they're going to find everybody thinks this way. Nobody thinks that way. So that way must be bad. You know, so that's that's my idea is that they use Twitter kind of as a machine for consensus. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with these elections coming up in November uh, with Elon Musk, if he if he takes over by then. And I'm already getting messages. I was scrolling through Facebook today, uh, notifications, and they were saying, well, we're going to you know, there's going to be I didn't read through all of it, but it seemed like they were priming you to be ready for censored content when the election comes up. And so it's like. <laughs> They're already sending us warnings. Like there's going, there's something's coming. Yeah, Josie, you're you're definitely right, and I would even go further. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, big tech social media is used as a tool, not just for consensus, but for manipulation. Yes. And there are bots. There's a lot of bots. There's a lot of sock puppet accounts. There's a lot of government officials. The, the Israeli government even announced this 15 years ago that they're hiring individuals to set consensus online to of course spread the messaging that's more favorable towards their government if you think the u.s government is not doing this if you think the chinese government and the russian government is not doing this you're absolutely kidding yourself and there's a lot of bots uh, it's estimated according through a lot of um, uh, accounting that that you know a lot of the most popular accounts have the most amount of bots since bots As are usually following or? those accounts like biden is expected uh, according to some estimates having at least 49.3 percent of his entire twitter followers to be bots to be fake Mm -hmm. so so when you look at the consensus and when you look at what people really think and you look at the reality on twitter it's a totally different reality Mm -hmm. uh there's a quincy poll showing how the majority of americans 50 percent 57 percent of them want negotiations want to end the war in ukraine as soon as possible but that wasn't reflected in the Elon Musk poll that he did asking uh, around the similar question uh, of, of peace in Ukraine. So what's really going on here? Obviously, there's a lot of manipulation behind the scene that we don't even know about. War is very profitable, incredibly profitable. So we have um, a recession, you know, so they're not fixing that. They're making it worse. How could they fix it with a snap of a fingers? War. Mm. Yep. Let's jump to this next story from thewhitehouse.gov. Blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. Oh, there it is. Making oh, automated God. systems work for the American people. Excellent. I think it's a lot of nothing, to be honest. I was, I was looking at it just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just talk about what their, what their uh, proposal is. Did it? Okay. And this was released today, the same day Elon um, <laughs> came out and said he's going to buy That's right. Twitter. Safe and effective systems, algorithmic discrimination protections, data privacy, notice and explanation, human alternatives, consideration, and fallback. Now, I don't know, these are kind of like nebulous terms, but some of it's actually, I I agree with. Mm -hmm. Safe and effective systems, automated systems should be developed with consultation from diverse communities. Stakeholders, take a look at that. What does that word mean, Luke? What? Stakeholder. Stakeholder. You know, people who have stakes and and they eat them and they're holding the stake. People who have skin in the game. I'm gonna give you one more chance, Luke. No, you don't know? Go ahead. People who, of course, are, are it's the World Economic investors. Forum. Yeah, it's yeah. the World Economic yeah, yeah. Investors, Forum. Investors, controllers, centralizers. New, new. It's their no. It means you. <laughs> the World Economic Forum says we have to move beyond shareholders and move towards stakeholder economy, which is who is it? Who is affected by this as opposed to who owns it? Hmm. So this is basically World Economic Forum Davos type language and and. Um, you know, yeah, language. Uh, say domain experts identify concerns, risks, potential impacts in the systems, blah, 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 blah. Look, I, I agree. You know, Ian's brought this up. If you don't know what an algorithm is doing to you, like when Facebook was experimenting on people, we got a problem and they shouldn't be allowed to do that. 
The next one's actually really interesting. Algorithmic discriminations protections. Mm. They say you should not face discrimination by algorithms and systems should be used and designed in an equitable way. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, equitable. Oh. It's exciting. But here's the interesting thing. They say you can't be discriminated on the basis of race, color, ethnicity, sex, pregnancy, childbirth, medical conditions, gender identity, intersex status, re- religion, age, national origin, disability, veteran status, genetic information, or any other classification protected by law. Full stop. That's a very, very broad and bold huh. thing to say. What does that mean, protected by law? There's a bunch of different places in this country that have different parameters for the human rights law. Notably, Washington, D.C., which says political affiliation is a protected class. That's right. If they're yeah. going to claim anything protected by law, well, then I'll certain D.C. it is. Does that mean if they were to implement these policies, if you live in D.C., could you sue if you were banned for political reasons? Mm. That's an interesting thing. Is that a states right thing? Didn't DeSantis do something like that in Florida where uh, if you are running for office and you get banned, you can sue? I, I can't remember exactly what it was. He did something like that on a state level. Yeah. And the uh, thing is, the, the defense will just be, well, we banned them for something else, right? Yeah. Instead of political reasons. But, uh, that, even but, though, even if but it's, it's, it's not working because as we saw with Alex Berenson, when he sued, I, I guess the ruling was they have to explain what they did because you have a contract with them. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I can put in a contract. I have, I, I can terminate this contract for these specific reasons. Like this is what Twitter does. Twitter says, we can ban you for these reasons. And so if they ban you and it's for a reason, they have to, dis- to explain exactly what they did. I suppose there's an argument that they say we can ban you for any reason or no reason. But there was a new, I think it was a Fifth Circuit Court ruling where the judge said, no, they can't. These big tech platforms can't just ban you arbitrarily. They don't have the right to do that. So that'll be interesting to see how that gets adjudicated as it makes it way up to the Supreme Court. Because that's not actually a contract if they could do that. I mean, wouldn't that be some sort of violation? What am I thinking? Would it be some sort of violation if they can just change their rules and ban you as they go and change the rules? If If you get on Twitter in 2010 and then they've changed the rules, changed the rules, changed the rules. Like, are you agreeing to all those changes? This, this, this was a big thing with Patreon. There was like, there was a, a lawsuit and Patreon abruptly changed their rules and tried to get everyone to agree to the new rules without, because they don't know what it is. Yeah. And it was because it was going to, the, the suit required them to go to arbitration and they had to pay the cost of arbitration. Mm-hmm. So if like a million people sue, they got to pay, you know, a hundred million dollars or some ridiculous amount. So they tried changing the rules and the judge was like, when these people signed up, they sign up and agreed under these terms, and the action you took, which violated the terms, happened before you changed the contract, so we are going to operate under the previous rules. I don't know where that case ended up going, but this is interesting because I believe big tech platforms should not have the right to just ban you for no reason. That should be stricken as just, like, not applicable. Oh, and, and so the, the, the example I'll give you is we need to, treat, we need to start treating this all like, like being a, a tenant, a landlord or like the big tech platforms are landlords, renting you space in exchange for something. In this case, for Twitter, it's by you being on the platform, they can sell advertisements. Mm-hmm. So there's, a net, there's, there's an exchange good, there's, there's an exchange here. Imagine a landlord was like, you can live in this building. The rent is 2,500 bucks a month. And you're like, okay, now here's the reasons I can evict you. If you smash the windows, if you're throwing food out the window, if you're too noisy and you won't stop. And also for literally any reason at any time. Yet no, no court is going to uphold it. They're going to be like, you can't do that. There's laws. So I view this stuff like, no, 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 no. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, they don't get to say, we're going to enter into a monetization contract where you can start a business. You can monetize, the pla- monetize yourself on this platform. We are going to monetize you 
but we can terminate the contract at any reason with, with no, no, no. I think, imagine if the world operated this way. Like you go to a landlord in, in, in downtown of your city and you're like, I'm gonna open a bakery. And they say, okay, so long as you're not making like swastika cupcakes, I don't care, you're fine. And then one day for no reason, he says, you know, you, uh, you, know, you made mint chocolate chip cupcakes and I hate it, so I'm kicking you out. I don't gotta give you a reason. How could businesses survive if landlords could just terminate a business like that with no argument, with no, with no lawsuit? Now that most businesses are moving online, now that tons of people make their living on the internet, we absolutely have to today ensure protections for people as if they're a tenant. I agree with that because I went through it um, right after the, uh, right after, not after the election, but after the, um, when Biden got into office, so January mm-hmm. 21st, uh, I ended up getting banned from Twitter and I was never told why. I was just banned, arbitrarily banned. Um, and I was gone until uh, the last week in April this year when Elon said he was going to buy Twitter and I miraculously reappeared. Mm. Um, <laughs> and But that was uh, really tough because, you know, I had like kind of built this brand and I'd, I was, you know, like growing and I was spreading a, a message and I was just gone one day and I, I was no longer in the public square and it, no, I didn't do anything wrong. It and did just, they give you a message or? No, just like yeah. you, you violated terms and you can appeal this. So I appealed it and then they were like, you know, three months later, they're like, no, no, now you're now you're permanently suspended. And I'm like, <laughs> that's I, what you get for appealing. I, I know. Right. Like, yeah. So so it was just it was it was really difficult, you know, to be kicked out of the public square. I mean, I'm just I, I don't post anything that bad, I don't think. But um, yeah, so I've lived through it. I am absolutely an advocate for an AI Bill of Rights, you know, I know why they're I don't doing know about it this one now. Now I don't know about this one. I haven't read through the whole thing yet, but this one, I mean, the timing of it with well, Elon who gets saying, to make enforce this AI Bill of Rights. And, and a lot of the language is very broad, you yeah. know, so I so I would have to take a closer look at it. But there are points that I do agree with in there, like the arbitrary banning of why whatever, you know, but but of course, that's not going to be in there. And you should never trust the government. Oh, God. And you should never trust the government ever if they use broad, generalized language because they will use it Mm -hmm. for their own personal interest. And they have been manipulating social media for their own personal benefit already in such an extensive, bastardized way that it's sickening to most people. Yeah. I agree with this one right here, Human Alternatives. It says you should be able to opt out where appropriate and have access to a person who can quickly consider and remedy problems you encounter. (laughs) That would grow jobs, too, because nobody works at Twitter. Exactly. (laughs) It's just too big. Yeah. But my my, my response is... Would that be a regulation to to force Twitter to have a bunch of human customer service agents? Yes. Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. And considering their profits are in the billions... They can afford to hire a lot of customer service agents, but they what don't. Small, what, what, what about they smaller do, companies, though? That, but, but, but but what they usually do is they they outsource it. They go to places like Africa. They go to places in Asia, and they get cheap labor markets to do a lot of the banning and censoring. And there was even a controversy with one big tech social media company hiring uh, a, a specific group of people that that hated uh, people for their uh, you know sexuality, and they they went on a purge banning people. And there was no way to get any justice from it. Because because there's no way of contacting Google and being like, hey, uh, why did I get banned? Can I talk to somebody? Can I please have some kind of way to have some accountability here? None of that. I'm just th- I'm just concerned that this only uh, helps Twitter keep their market share in the big uh, providers. Uh, it could be a barrier to entry requiring additional costs to enter the market and start up a new 
social media platform. I mean, it I is mean, it is it is it is a problem that you have companies that say we're not. I mean, look, if if you start a company that people are signing up for, and then they have encounter a problem that breaches the contract, and you say I'm not going to remedy that, then they sue you. And I suppose the issue is. Poor people can't afford to sue, so what companies just get away with screwing over customers? You like imagine if this was a brick and mortar store, and you and customers came in and said, "How do I return this product? It was defective." You could say, "We actually don't have any customer service. You can email us." <laughs> I mean, that's just not okay. So maybe it's going to bake costs into things, but there you you need to be able to remedy your problems with it with a human being. And I think I don't know about Twitter because Twitter is garbage and there's too many people on it. One of the <laughs> issues is that. The value of an individual is not great enough to warrant the cost of a customer service rep. This is one of the problems with the, the massive user base of these platforms and also of you know governance in the United States. 770,000 people per congressional district. You can't even address all of the issues of every single person. You get someone on Facebook and they're, I think, I think a Twitter user's value is like $2. And so how many Twitter users do you need to cover the cost per year of one employee? So that is that employee able to actually address all of the concerns and issues? That's not not going to happen. I do think one of the biggest problems with all these platforms is that they keep catering to these whiny babies. Now let's do another brick and mortar, you know, uh, uh, analogy. Imagine you own a cupcake shop, and there's a dude sitting there talking with his buddies, minding his own business in the corner, and he's talking about how he voted for Donald Trump. Uh-oh. So some other guy on the other side gets up and says, "Kick him out now, Karen." And yeah, and they're like, "Why?" Because he is saying hateful things. Donald Trump is a racist, and they're like, "Okay, sir, you have to leave because you've upset this person." And he's like, "What? What? What did I do?" And like, "Well, you were saying things that upset him, so get out." How are you supposed to function as a business like that? It should be the other way around. If you got a problem, you can leave. Here's your cupcake. Bye bye. There's the door. This dude's minding his own business. System is. It's. It's. I just don't see how this works. Granted. I think the White House AI stuff is some pe- people are mentioning in the chat. They're trying to save themselves because they know Elon mm-hmm. is going to come in and take control of the narrative. Exactly. That's why the timing. I was like, as soon as I saw yeah, that, the, why did they not shot do this chaser? Before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he also talked about opening up the algorithm so it allows people to see what they're actually subscribed to. A crazy idea, as of course we are r- ruled by algorithms that that not only control what we see, but also censor content arbitrarily, not on fair rules. As we learned recently, there's a certain rules for very famous people, and there's a certain rule for people who don't have as many followers, people who don't have as much influence, who of course get punished more. Mm. This was specifically uh, detailed with Facebook, who of course get to play by a different set of rules. So that's a completely unfair system. It's not just, there's no clear rules, and I think they want no rules, so you have to live in fear. So you have to think twice before you post anything. So you have to worry, hey, will I lose my ability to to have a voice in our conversation in, 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 in the national dialogue if I, if I dare talk about this idea? This is how they rule. They rule through fear and censorship, which is absolutely a disgusting abuse of power. I so you're saying they, they want there to be no rules? No, uh, well, Elon Musk specifically talked about opening up mm-hmm. the, the, the source code and the algorithm where people get to see what they're subscribed to see. He also mm-hmm. talked about rules, especially when it comes to adult content, especially when it comes to illegal content that is already illegal in the United States and punishable uh, with you know a law enforcement stepping in and punishing people for saying and, and doing cer- certain things. So uh, obviously there are some rules here, uh, but when it comes to an algorithm where you see exactly mm-hmm. what you're subscribed to see, I think that's, a, that's an amazing thing that made the internet so popular in the first place. I wonder, aside from the fact that um, 
a lot of the um, people with the larger followings uh, are protected. I wonder if that also has to do with ads. They're going to sell more ads because these people have, or there's going to get more viewership to the ads on the accounts of uh, the larger mm-hmm. followings. Mm. I think they do a cost benefit analysis and they say, if we ban X people, how many followers will leave for those people being banned? And then how much revenue do we lose? And they ultimately determine, you know what? The left is more cantankerous than the right. If we ban someone on the left, they get really, really mad and they lose their minds. And then they threaten boycotts and they organize boycotts. Mm -hmm. The right doesn't. They won't even take off work to go protest. The left will. So the, 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 the cost benefit analysis is simple. You ban someone on the right, you're going to lose money, but you'll lose more money if you don't pander to the left. So that's what they do. Although surprisingly, because I'd imagine a lot of people on the left don't have a lot of money, but I guess it skews. It's like on the right, you have more working people, more middle class people. On the left, you have wealthier people. So it's like we only need to keep 100,000 wealthy Democrats happy on Twitter, but we have to keep a million Republicans happy to, make, to get the same level of, you know, you know, what, buying, purchasing power. So it's just it's obvious which, which direction this goes. Hopefully Elon comes in. Some people are saying that with Elon Musk potentially taking over Twitter in a matter of days, it will have an impact on the midterms, which brings me to this next story. Oh boy. I love it. From the Hill. <laughs> Pelosi predicts Democrats will keep the House after November's midterms. She actually said it was going to be a landslide. Huh, she said, come uh, on. Yeah, she said, uh, we will hold the House by winning more seats. <laughs> saying that Roe v. Wade is going to result in the Democrats actually winning. Hey, man, I think it's an important story to talk about because we're about a month away. And uh, hubris will be your downfall. Considering Elon Musk making this move has them so worried, maybe that's actually a sign they're not going to win. A month out, early voting is beginning to start. Mail-in voting, uh, votes are, ballots are going out. Elon, let's say Elon takes over. And let's say this time next week, Donald Trump is back on the platform. Is that good or bad? Will that help Democrats or hurt them in the midterms? <laughs> what do you guys think? I think Elon Musk taking over Twitter will help the Republicans in the midterms. But if Donald Trump comes back, I think that hurts the Republicans. Mm. I think if Trump comes back on Twitter, it's going to hurt him. Yeah. Because the only thing Democrats have to campaign on is hating Donald Trump. Trump. Trump, Trump yeah. They tried to do it in uh, Virginia with Terry McAuliffe. All of the ads and Terry McAuliffe just kept repeating Glenn Youngkin is Trump. Glenn Youngkin is Trump. <laughs> and that's like all he had. It was just I, I remember um, someone put together a compilation video. It was just. Trump, 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 Trump. That's all Terry McAuliffe would say. So yeah, I think uh, that that does hurt overall, um, not in all places, the Republicans. In the way that it falls with the midterms after uh, taking the House and taking the Senate, it's statistically improbable that they're going to keep the House. It's just the way history has showed it. I want to read this email that I got from Nancy Pelosi because I was added to a mailing list. Oh boy. Oh, she emailed you. Yes, Nancy Pelosi emailed me. And she titled the email, Honestly. I told you my September 30th deadline was the biggest of the year. I told you we failed to meet our goal for the first time ever. So today I'm asking you one final time, will you please chip in $15 before midnight to help me finally meet my goal so that we have the resources to close out strong and expand our historic majorities. I thought she had a, so much confidence in that this was gonna be a landslide victory. Oh, they were gonna gain seats. I'll be honest. We have two options. Oh boy. One, either we let the Republicans win, capitalized, the fundraising <laughs> battle, flood, capitalized, oh boy. our vulnerable Democrats with expensive attacks and barge 
their way back in the power. Oh my or, or we step up, we regain the fundraising edge and stop Republicans' momentum in its tracks. Isn't the Democratic Party funding a bunch of the Trump candidates in yes. some states? Yes, they are, because they, it's, they're they doing what Hillary Clinton did that screwed up. Of those places. Hillary yeah, Clinton yeah, yeah. had called Trump the Pied Piper. Yeah. It was a Pied Piper candidate. We're going to amplify him and, you know, it's it's we're going to take him out. So they're they're using the same strategy because they don't learn. So uh, they're, they're amplifying. They're like, yeah, you know what? This works so well for Hillary. Let's do it in all the states. So they're amplifying the Trump candidates and, you know, because they were going to be easier to beat. I mean, look, the, the 538 polling average, the Real Clear Politics polling average, both have both predict the Republicans to gain seats, right, according to the most yes. recent ones. And um, I think Republicans typically underperform on the polls. So I think... Uh Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It looks pretty great. Carrie, we're going to have Carrie Lake in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's up by like, what, two points overall in the polls. So I like so, to see the uh, states getting stronger. Let's just do this, Nancy. <laughs> let's pull up Nancy Pelosi's favorability rating from Civics with 203,175 responses. Oof. 57% Yikes. unfavorable. Okay, I want to. I want to ask you guys a like question. Joe Biden, right? Oh, wow. Pretty close this to is Joe Biden. this is the 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 all 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 people polled, right? Mm-hmm. If I select only by Democrats, do you think she will have a favorable or unfavorable rating among Democrats? Unfavorable. Unfavorable. I think she's Wait, not all popular. Of them, all you think, across all. all you think unfavorable? Mm-hmm. Luke? Nobody loves Nancy. unfavorable, but not in her district. But, okay. Well, I can't search by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's either favorable or not. Unfavorable. All right. And she's seventy-five percent favorable. Oh my God! How? Why? <laughs> they like her. All right, all right. I, hold think, on. It's, I, mean, I think it's that bikini photo. Oh my God! Now, now, hold on, hold on. Republican Party. That one's this nice no-brainer, right? Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be ninety. It's gonna be like ninety percent. Ninety-nine. Ninety-six. Hey, look at that. There's three percent of the Republican Party that like Pelosi. The those are the the Liz Cheney's. No, those yeah. are the people who saw the bikini picture. Yeah, oh, there you okay. go. Yeah. All right. Here's the big. Here's the important one though. Independent voters, favorable or unfavorable? That's what I oh, it's unfavorable. Yeah. It's like unfavorable. Unfavorable. Unfavorable for sure. Unfavorable. Sixty percent. Sixty-eight. Oh my god. Boom. Wow. Oh my god. Am I having a stroke? Yeah. I mean, but this. This reminds me of the recent national poll by the, uh, what, it was either the Washington Post or the New York Times and whoever they partnered with, uh, asking about DeSantis's bill with um, banning sexualized curriculum. They didn't explicitly refer to his bill, but they said, do you support or oppose having sexualized curriculum in elementary school? And it was overwhelmingly opposed overall, like 70 to 80 percent among all voters uh, nationwide. And then among Republicans, it was like 96% opposed to the, that type of curriculum in elementary schools. Independents, it was like 80, 90% opposed. But Democrats, it was like even. Wow. And it's like, it's only because they know that their party supported this curriculum in the classroom. So they're just like kind of hitching themselves to All right. to whatever the party Now, says. because because the question Pelosi uh, brings up is, will they win? I give you the next poll from Civics. Democratic Party favorable rating, registered voters, 
431,735 responses since 2015. Among Democratic Party members, do you think they will have the Democrat, they will view the Democratic Party favorably? Yeah. Of course they will. Of course they will, right? And they do, 80% favorable. Uh, They really like Pelosi, though. Republicans (laughs) obviously don't like it with 96% unfavorable. But the big question is independent voters. What do you guys think? Dislike. They dislike it. It's a good sign if they dislike it. You always got to look at the independency of things. 64% unfavorable. So this is the point. Coming into the midterms with the Democratic Party and Pelosi, the leadership being despised this much, Mm -hmm. I got to say it doesn't look good for them. And this idea they're going to retain it doesn't seem to add up in the polls. However... I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull up the uh, Republican Party. Let me see if I can get the Republican Party here. Because the Republican Party is always the funniest one to me. Everybody hates Mitch McConnell. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Let's see. Where's a Republican Party favorable rating? Mm. All right. So the Republicans, 59% unfavorable. Among Democrats, kind of obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Democrats, just 95%. Yeah. Yeah. Among independent voters, what do you guys think? I think think? it's going to be even. You think it's going to be even? They what do you guys like think? It. Slightly it, over. Un, slightly, slightly, slightly more favorable. I'd I think say. it's slightly unfavorable. 61% yeah. unfavorable. Yeah. Independents yeah. despise the Republicans. Here's the best part. Among <laughs> those who are Republicans, how do they view the Republican <laughs> they Party? They all hate it. Oh, God. 90% 55%. favorable. 90%. No, no, no. 73% oh, okay. favorable. Not as good as, not as good. the Democrats. Yeah. Uh, not as good as Democrats. In favor of themselves. But I do find it funny that even among the Republican Party, they generally, like, I remember seeing this. When it was like, this is, you know, back in 2017, 32% unfavorable. Like Republicans really just did not like the Republican Party. And even now, but I think the funniest thing is when you go to like Mitch, like Mitch McConnell. Well, you guys get the point. Yep. It's, it's, it's fairly obvious. The big question is where independence going to go. If they, well, they, I, they hate the Republicans a little bit less than the Democrats. <laughs> I mean, I think they go with... It depends. At least, like I'm, I'm, I'm mostly buried in the education stuff. The independents are going with the Republicans, and then if you just look at what people prefer as far as what's important to them, yes, I think the independents are going with the Democrats on the abortion issue. But that's not a top issue. The top issue is uh, economy and the jobs, and the independents go with the Republicans on economy and the jobs. And look, inflation is horrible right now. Uh, uh, just overall economic outputs not doing really well, which. Does it help Biden? And I think it's going to help the Republicans. In the there midterms. are two types of independents that I know from living in Massachusetts. One is Bernie Sanders, who's an independent. And another is the people who are, they don't want to say that they're Democrats. So they're independents because they don't like, you know, the socialist aspect or whatever. And they see how that party is going. Um, I guess there's three because then there are the people who don't want to say that they're Republicans, you know, because they don't want the the stigma attached to it you know um so yeah those are those are kind of the the three main i mean most voters are independents right um or at least a plurality of them um yeah so it's it's you know you see the way the independents are leaning then you're like okay i I can kind of gauge it you know from there by who how they kind of lean within their independent i like the mitch mcconnell poll (laughs) (laughs) because uh among republicans 61% 61% unfavorable. Yeah, nobody likes him. 17% favorable. It's crazy because even Nancy Pelosi has support from the Democratic Party. I wonder what I wonder what 18 to 34-year-old Republicans think. Yeah, what happened? Really what what like was this, the switch? Um, election time? Yeah, election yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine, it's fine, it's That's fine. Crazy. <laughs> Did McConnell come out against Trump or something at that time? Or Is there any demographic that likes Mitch McConnell? How about the old people? 
No, no not nope. even the old nope. people. What about old, turtle people? Hold on, old Republicans. <laughs> the graph people. isn't really moving. Old Republicans don't even like him. Okay, what about old Republican men? No. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, least non-college graduated old. No. Nope. nope <laughs> All right. No. Nobody likes Mitch McConnell. That's it. Yeah, I wonder what a, the what his favorability was when the whole cocaine Mitch drama dropped uh, with oh, like yeah, the yeah. with like the eighteen to twenty four year olds. Oh yeah, <laughs> look at this schooler now. <laughs> among, among men, Mitch McConnell eighty percent unfavorable. Among wow. men, eighty three. Um, like across the board, everybody doesn't like him. Among white people, seventy eight unfavorable. Black ninety three percent. Hispanic Latino eighty eight. Other eighty five. Oh, There's not fair. a single demographic that holds Mitch McConnell favorably. And he keeps winning. I think people just like, yep, let's just vote for Mitch. That's crazy, <laughs> Well, incumbents man. have a huge advantage. Well, yeah, and Kentucky's not really going to vote for Democrats, and he's always going to win his... his um, primary. Yeah, he's always going to yeah. win But hey, at least it shows you that the Republican Party isn't so much a cult as the Democrats are. Less <laughs> tribal. Yeah. yeah, these people are like, no, I don't, I don't like the leadership. They suck. And yeah. the Democrats are like, oh, vote for Pelosi. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they, they stick together. They don't, they don't divert at all there. I mean, and, and it's like, if there's even one thing that... <clears throat> that they draw separately on, like take abortion, for instance, you know, like there was a point where there was even Republicans uh, were sensitive to the fact that there could be a 16 year old pregnant girl. And, you know, like we get that, that's, that's terrible. You know, like she made mistakes and whatever. Like there was a point where that was a thing, but then the Democrats are like, nope, we're going to abort 40 week babies. You know, (laughs) we're going to abort after the baby's born. Yeah. I mean, they just took it and ran. And now it's a point where it's like, there is no 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 level ground at all like you can't you can't be a democrat and say yeah well i i kind of you know would oppose abortion in the first trimester because it's like nope you're you're a far-right fascist that actually happened on this show seamus is sitting over here pro-life catholic conservative matt bender's over here progressive pro-abortion i'm the traditional you know pro liberal pro-choice like eh, after the you know, after viability, you can't. Yep. Yeah. And then he's arguing with me like I'm the pro-life guy. And I'm like, dude, I'm the pro-choice guy. You're the pro-abortion guy. I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're trying to make this, you know, palatable again because it's not. And people don't want that. And, and I mean, it's not even that people don't want that. It's statistically something like 80% of people support abortion in the first trimester. After into the second trimester, that number plummets to 27 percent will will support abortion in the second trimester and third trimester is like eight percent yeah but and have, that's what they're running on but have you considered uh and uh, you know obama gets this that there's too many kids oh. <laughs> gotta, oh. blow, gotta blow them up yeah, yeah. we gotta yeah gotta there's just up. too many i, I think mean. today is also the anniversary of obama bombing uh a charity organization oh the the doctors without borders hospital oh. yes oh i, I remember when nice. he did that today's the anniversary of that yeah, so. yeah happy anniversary there was, oh. an, there was an article i Thanks, saw obama. Said, why won't obama stop killing children <laughs> i was like he's the answer too many of them yeah, yeah. you know no, we don't and the democrats enough. We don't have enough children well the democrats certainly look from the leadership to the, the the grassroots, they just think there's too many kids. Too All many their policies them, you know? literally point to population control. Yeah. You, look, you look at every policy that they push, that they promote, every one of them. Just come on, say it. Yeah. Well, you and know? then the left are like, oh, I'm not going to have any kids because of the climate. It's like, no, you want to extend your childhood. That's yeah. why you're not going to have any kids. You don't care about the climate. But it's also a responsibility you know? that they're running yeah. away but, from. That, that's, yes. a, that's a weird thing too, because I don't understand that idea of like, you know, you know what I noticed? There's there's a lot of bands that I like. I'll just, I'll keep it vague. There's a lot of art that I like. And there are people that are like 50 years old still working. And then I'm like, why is it that it's, it's considered weird? 
you know, like a band puts out some new, some, new, new, uh, some new music and they're like in their 50s and their 60s and people are like, wow, they're still making music. And it's because back in the day, they weren't still producing. They were doing consulting stuff. They were make, doing some stuff, but they had a family and they were raising their family and they were moving out their lives. Today, everybody's working. And I was like, why is it that these people? And then I looked, I'm like, none of these people have kids. Mm. So like their whole lives are just product and mm. not family. And so it's a really interesting phenomenon to see. I don't know if like for these millennials uh, and, and just this current generation or whatever, I don't understand, you know, I don't think it's it's prolonging childhood necessarily. I, I think it's 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 maybe just programming. It's just, you know, there was uh, an article I saw on the Daily Mail and it was like uh, mothers uh, post about how they regret having kids mm. and what, what their lives were like before kids. There's another post where it was like, you know, mothers talk about the, the regret and what, you know, how awful their children are. And I'm just like, man, they really don't want you to have, like, they really want to prop up these narratives about how having kids is bad. Yep. Yeah, and you can just control everybody else's kids through That's the government right. school system. So. Yeah. Too many of them. Got to blow them up. <laughs> well, in the UK, they even had advertisement being like, do you want a baby or do you want to play video games? Oh. As if video games were a good thing, which, again, a lot of people were finding you know, themselves addicted to. And again, I think a lot of this is multifaceted. I think there is an element of it that is running away from personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think there's also an element of it that is pro-consumer, pro-multinational corporation mm -hmm. that understands that if people don't have kids, that they don't uh, have strong family units, people will, of course, use that energy towards supporting them rather than themselves and their family members. And I think deeper down, there's also an elitist level where it's like, okay, we need to get rid of the people on this world. There's too many of them. We need to do population control. We mm. need to do eugenics, but we're you know doing it in many underhanded ways okay. that of course is essentially at the end of the day, uh, reducing the, the number of people on this world, which already has hit a critical level where we are going to be dealing with the civilization crash very soon. All right, question. Mm. Are there too many people no. we need no. more we need more yeah we need more, more because look in the future we have all this national debt we'll have it spread over more people yeah. <laughs> so that it can pay it off in the future if you have more people you could um uh, have more resources and that's what we really want how right? do you so, have the, more the, resources so like the, the so so the, the the left's thinking of we have too many people and we have to control population is the fixed pie pal fallacy that there's a finite amount of resources yes and you divide it among this many people. And if you have more people, then that means fewer resources for each individual person. But that assumes that people don't create these resources themselves. And so I think we don't have enough people. Yeah, so that's based in socialism too. Like, you know, because they yeah. want, you know, more pe the more people in their, their fixed, finite, whatever, like you're not, you're, you're going to get one bar of soap that you get to choose from. You know, they, they drop stuff like that. So that's coming from kind of their communist or their socialist, you know, perspective. And then if you look at uh, getting rid of the family, that's that's a tenet of Marxism. Like a lot of a lot of these go back to Marxism. It's everywhere. And it's not just financial ramifications of less people being around, but statistically the population is increasing, but it's expected mm. to go down dramatically. If you look at the Western world, people wow. aren't reproducing enough. This is not only going to lead to a financial crisis, but this is going to lead to a very serious one, which Elon Musk, Elon Musk has even compared to the potential 
potentially the greatest risk to humanity is people not reproducing enough. And if you look at you, you look at also what's happening behind the scenes with testosterone levels, sperm levels, all of them dramatically going down, mm-hmm. there's a big probability that that human beings could become infertile very mm-hmm. soon with the the rates of of just estrogen with the rates of chemical warfare that is happening that no one really wants to talk about, which is absolutely absurd. Well, c- certainly resources are not infinite and more people doesn't mean more resources, it means less. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a finite amount of rare earth minerals that we can extract from the planet. It may be such a great number, we're nowhere near reaching that cap, but the planet is finite in terms of what its mass is and what we can extract. Not to mention that there's a certain amount of, uh, I mean, we, we can overfish. We can, we've, we've made animals go extinct before. At a certain point, I think that the, the question is, is wrongly framed when it's, are there too many people? It's, are we managing the system properly? I think the answer is no. I think it's not being managed properly. And the response from people like Bill Gates is, instead of trying to figure that out, mm. just less people. Because then you don't <laughs> got to worry about it. I think, I, I, I'm thinking about AOC's district uh, or Nancy Pelosi's district, 770 some odd thousand people. How do you effectively govern that many people? You, you can't. So the issue isn't necessarily one of proper allocation of resources. It may be, can you effectively manage this many people like like together can they work together in such a way i i would say right now the systems we put in place a couple hundred years ago can't account for this because they were expecting like think like thirty-five thousand people per per member of congress and now we have nearly a million i mean three quarters of a million but that that just means we need to figure out a better way of managing expectations and and you know working within the representative system. Well, well, you know, there's ways of having a sustainable system. There's ways mm-hmm. of individuals being responsible for themselves, having their own farms, producing their own food. There's enough to go around. Nature is an abundant, beautiful landscape that is ready just to grow food out of the ground. And and what we're seeing from the the central controllers, from the Bill Gateses, from the Klaus Schwabs, is move into a city. Mm-hmm. Go eat the bugs and and live in a pot. And again, that's not the answer here. The real answer here is people finding themselves in nature and becoming dependent on themselves and yep. not responsible and and not dependent on the federal government. And this is what another reason why I don't trust any of their narratives on climate change overpopulation, because they they keep they they, they had that video, the line, the city where they're going to put everybody in a super condensed oh space. God. And I'm like, the population mirror. density is supposedly the problem, the pollution, the waste, but they're not. I don't think they actually care about climate change. I don't think they actually mm. care about overpopulation. They care about creating a reason to scare you into living under their control. Elon Musk is right. We need more people. I was watching Star Trek. You guys see the, remember the new Star Trek with the, what's his name, Chris Pine? Yeah. Is that his name? And there's that scene where he rides up on the motorcycle and he sees the gigantic starship. And I'm just thinking, how many people do you need to build something like that? It's massive. We're trying to build a building right now, and it's like a 7,500 square foot building, and it's, it's taken like a year to get done because of supply chain crunch. Imagine trying to build this massive starship that has faster than light travel and can hold thousands of people or whatever. And I was like, you don't just need more people, you need more specialists. So that means with all the people we have, Elon, my point is Elon Musk is right. The more people you have, the more specialties you can have. Like some dude can be a chocolatier. I was reading sure. about some guy wanted yeah. to be a chocolatier. And I'm just like, it's kind of a crazy thing. Oh no, it was the, uh, the the bros movie when it was like the guy wanted to be a chocolatier or whatever. It was part of the movie in the review. And uh, I'm like, what a job. You know, like go back several hundred years and it's like you're in, you're in the middle of the wilderness with a hatchet and you're like, I'm going to stop hunting and go make chocolate. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. But as population grows, 
everybody can assume a very specific job and specialty. So the more people we have, the more capabilities technologically we have. But I, I think Bill Gates knows this. I think these powerful elites know this. So their attitude is, we don't necessarily want to get rid of people. We want to get rid of certain people and have everybody else live in the cities, eat the bugs, and do what we want them to do so we can have nice things. Well, I think what you hit on earlier is important too, though, that it depends on the system that we operate in. And so if we have more personal responsibility, more of a free market competition and trade, then uh, the thing that I was pointing out earlier that uh, you can get stuck in a fixed pie, pie fallacy if you don't have those incentives in place. Uh, but if you if you do have a free market and there is competition, there is capitalism, you can have an incentive to produce more, even though there is more people on the planet. You have more resources yeah. per, per person as opposed to the and, and I think it's more than I just want to have nice things or I want to have it all. I, I think there's a deeper religious, uh, spiritual aspect to this that I think, you know, it may be not worth talking about now, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence highlighting how, you know, human progression has been created with, of course, abundant energy. And we see a lot of central controllers deny energy to populations, which, of course, denies the progression of humanity, progression of human beings, progression of innovation and technology that, of course, creates life, a better life that, that is more resilient, that is that but is more amazing, that is more incredible. They're denying if, that. What if Moloch is real and he wants <laughs> the, the blood of children? And, you know, you, hey, look, you know, for all we know, Bill Gates is, you know, he's down in the deep dungeon and there's a there's a big door with big chains across it and he's like, and there's a bunch of guys holding the door. He's like, hold them back. I'll bring the children in. <laughs> yeah. and, Brings in a bunch of kids. They used to sacrifice, you know, children in, in ancient civilizations. <laughs> and, and this is a practice that, of course, probably didn't go away from my own personal opinion and perspective. Uh, just the way I, I see the way society plays out right now, you see everything going towards one trajectory, and that is destruction of humanity, destruction of the human spirit, and the will of humanity to progress, build, and grow. You see the government standing in the way. You see the multinational corporations standing in the way. You see the bankers. You see the central controllers and billionaires standing in the way of the biggest amazing human potential that we could unleash on the world and they're literally trying to control our thoughts through social media which is and, and limit those thoughts and limit our energy and limit our ability to do so which is infuriating because there's so much wonders uh, about our existence there's so many questions there's so much science there's so much intelligence but all of that is just being pooped on by <laughs> all right. by all these whoa, whoa, satanic whoa. child hurting <laughs> nasty human beings that that don't 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 like the human spirit and stand against it so there's a japanese term it's called ikige and ikki means life and gay means worth and essentially that's the intersection of what you're good at uh what you love to do um what gives you what what gives you purpose and we're at a point where we're just we're, we're privileged, you know, I hate using that word because they've repurposed it, but the fact that we can, we're, we can be chocolatiers, yeah. you know, like we can, we can, we can be YouTubers, we can, we can be whatever we want to be, um, you know, and, and, and the people that love what they do are the people that add goodness and joy to the world. And like, we're, we're blessed to be living in a place where we don't have to, you know, hack up trees and you know like grunt to communicate with each other um you know so we're, we're in a good place we're, we're in a good place for ikigai and we gotta we gotta kind of figure out how to hold that mm. you know on a side note too i was just thinking when we were talking about all the people preventing ikigai essentially um the banks there was there was one 
banker, CEO of somewhere, and he was questioned by Congress on ESG. And he was like, absolutely not. And it was yeah. Rashida Tlaib who asked the James question Dine. and she didn't even know what, yeah. yes, and she didn't even know what to do. She, she was just like, oh. And she was like all, you know, flabbergasted. And she was like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess that you just want climate change. I don't even know. Like she said something totally irrational, like in reactionary to him. But yeah, I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is good because ESG is to the economy what CRT is to schools. Mm. Like this is, this is bad. So Tim, you you had asked about the population too much or too little, the the uh, temperature on Earth is it too high or too low? I neither. <laughs> we don't we don't know what the best answer is, right? I mean, I don't. Know. Yeah, mm. we nobody knows. Just depends on what your preference is, I guess. The world goes through normal uh, undulation when it comes to hot and cold temperatures. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, and we got to jump to this next story here from the Daily Mail. Oh. Germaphobe Howard Stern leaves his apocalypse <laughs> oh bunker gosh. for the first time in two years for A-list dinner with Jennifer Aniston, Jimmy Kimmel, and John Hamm and admits he's been afraid of catching COVID. Mm -hmm. How wow. many times has he, that's just, has that's he had just, COVID? That's just it. That's just a, a wow moment. Yeah. His immune system has just got to be shot. He hasn't seen Who's a germ this? in two years. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get real sick he's now. He's going to get really, really sick. It's not going to be COVID either. Yeah. It's going to be whatever's it's out gonna there. It's going to be, exactly. He's completely. He's going to get everything. Yeah. Monkey it's it's going to be like when Mr. Burns, you remember that Simpsons and the germs <laughs> through the door? <laughs> he probably bought a whole jug of like, uh, antiseptic, anti antiseptic like, <laughs> alcohol sanitizer, which again uh, that kills your immune system too. Kills your immune system yeah. and kills the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. And you need uh, you know a combination of, of good bacteria Listen to have this. a healthy gut. Mm -hmm. The radio host admitted on Monday the outing was emotionally exhausting, and it was the first time in two years I ventured out of the house. Who still listens to this guy? Yeah. You oh are listening God. to someone who is not he, well. Dude needs broke. deep, deep therapy. Mm -hmm. He's at, saying it was emotionally exhausting for the first time in two years bro isolated himself for two years do not take advice from this man i don't know i don't know who is is still following this guy's politics this guy is out of his mind yeah and, and I mean, but I'll, he is in a 20 million dollar home so it couldn't have been too bad it's true too but well, I mean, did he have maids? Still, it's still Look, house arrest. I'm sure, I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's horrible. got a, a, a pinball machine, a hot tub. <laughs> he's got an infinity pool and all that great stuff. The, the, that's not the point. The point is the dude is agoraphobic. Mm -hmm. Like this is not the kind of person that you should be listening to consistently. Mm -hmm. Does anybody listen he, to this guy consistently? Yeah, he's got Damn. like tens of millions of listeners on, on Sirius or whatever he's well, still on. He imprisoned himself in his own mind, which mm -hmm. is absolutely terrifying because he was a perfect byproduct of what the corporate media wanted the average citizen to be. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking, you know, you need good bacteria and, and bad bacteria. But but when you when you lack good bacteria in your gut, this is correlated with a lot of people having very negative mental health. So I think there's a correlation with him being overly protective, using too much hand sanitizers, using too much stuff, not going outside, not being in nature, not feeling the dirt, not getting any sun, not getting any vitamin D that correlated with his mental decline that has led to a situation where he literally imprisons himself and doesn't go outside for two years. Check it, check us out. Oof. He said, quote, I said to my wife, I don't want to go. I'm in a panic. I don't want to get COVID. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, anxiety, he, he, he fear. You didn't even want to leave now. Yes. Yeah. Jeez, it's agoraphobia. It's not germophobia. It's agoraphobia. Maybe it was a Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> Maybe if Trump would have said, yeah, you guys should all stay in your house, he, he would have freaked out and he would have been partying every night. That's a good point. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Stern, however, was reportedly maskless at the dinner party, according oh to a goodness. diner who I had snapped the photo. Howard was there without even a mask on. They also had a large table. Stern told the restaurant staff it was his first night out since the start of the pandemic. Wow. Yo, that's so like wait, almost he really three that years. That's almost yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. Was he really it's that pro- scared if he's not wearing a mask and it's his first time out? Or was he well, really he probably realizes, you know, like, hey, this doesn't work either. <laughs> this is pointless uh, after looking at the data after after being so long. But, but he's going somewhere to eat too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know we know the rules of restaurants, right? Like, you take the mask off, and you, when you're sitting down, and you don't you know get COVID. Be, you know, would be really ironic is that if he gets COVID now, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I, got, I got it, I went out. It's I got to like, well, go back in for two more. Years. I mean, he's got to be shots, boosters. He's got to have it all. Yes, you which. Know, but, Again, uh, a lot of data is coming out highlighting yeah. some interesting bears, findings bears that, that highlight that he probably will be getting sick, especially if he... Well, uh, just... You know. he's, he, whatever, he's going to get something. Absolutely. You, you can't lock yourself up for two years. Whether it's the flu, yep. whether, it's, yeah. whether it's the cold, whatever it is, it's going to hit him and it's going to hit him hard. That's why periodically I go outside and eat steak right off the ground. Yeah. Just to make yeah, sure my case. immune system is strong and That's ready to right. go. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. Yep. <laughs> uh, just, just make sure no animal poops in there. Uh, but yeah, grounding, being in the sun, being in nature, uh, you know, just being exposed to, to other germs and bacteria gives you a good immune system. This is why a lot of Eating people... Eating dirt. Uh, yep. some, wow. people kids eat dirt. some people actually have True. supplements and the supplements are from dirt. Hold on there a minute. There's actually medications from dirt that are also yes. very controversial that we and can't on, talk about on, many hold times. Hold on. No, you're supposed to eat dirt. But let me let me clarify. We used to get a lot of nutrients because we would pull the vegetables out of the ground mm-hmm. or off branches and they have like not like thick dirt you're eating dirt, yeah. but there's like dust and dirt still on the plant and you you eat it. Mm-hmm. We started cleaning all that stuff off and I was reading about how that lowered the amount of B vitamins we were getting. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but because of monocropping, because of simply just growing corn and soy and allowing Monsanto to control the entire agriculture industry along with other big corporate giants, we have destroyed nutrition from our vegetables and fruits. A lot of the fruits, a lot of the vegetables don't contain the same amount of macronutrients as they previously did before decades ago and therefore our food is slowly and surely being wiltered away to absolutely be mush that is meaningless without any kind of sustenance for you as a human being. So do we have to buy 10 tomatoes and eat them instead of five? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Do, I, do I eat double the, the, the salad now or what do I do? <laughs> well, you've got to be careful with the glyphosate yeah. inside of there. I uh, went to uh, Stonewall Jackson's Shenandoah compound because it's, um, it's in Winchester, I think. It was like he used it for a few months while he was planning the defense of the Shenandoah during the Civil War. And in the kitchen, they had a, 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 a musket uh, from like 1820 up on the wall. And they said what they would do is when they're making dinner, they would have the door open. And if they saw a critter outside, they'd grab the musket and just shoot it <laughs> and then take it and throw it in the stew. Like fresh, just like that. It's kind of a crazy thought. 
eating squirrel, groundhog, rabbit, or badger, whatever they happen to see, but also the crazy thought of something so fresh, hmm. taken right from the yard, bang, <laughs> there you go, here's dinner. Right from the yard. The other crazy thing was they had a, a win, they called it winter pantry right above the kitchen. They just took meat and hung it up. They didn't refrigerate it or anything. You know, so I, we, I was, at, I was a, at a steakhouse and they had the, the, the dry aging steaks just sitting out and it was like, gotta be, it's like sits out for a month. It's kind of a crazy thought. People would just throw the meat in a room and hang it and be like, there you go. Put some salt on it and kind of store it that way. I don't think they even did that. Hmm. Yeah, I think when they were transporting and stuff, they would they would smoke it and then just leave it up there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my family still does that in Poland. Every time I go to Poland, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're smoking the meat. Just There's going to be up. a bunch of jokes there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess he had people um, just delivering uber eats and stuff to his house or family or i don't know if you had uber eats coming in or, or yeah no. i guess they just drop it on the, the doorstep or something he has like what are those rooms called where it's like one door opens and then you put the food and then oh, it closes contamination room yeah like it yeah. sprays it yeah. then, then he opens it up and takes it out i wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly <laughs> what he has the food, like <laughs> get lysol yeah. just sprays really it this. everywhere he's wealthy enough He'd probably want to do, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got like special order farm food that was harvested by like his select people. Ugh. Because the, the, the thing about fast food is like, you don't know what they're doing when, when they prepare it. I, I remember that viral video where a dude was at Taco Bell. I think it was Taco Bell. And he stood in the lettuce or something like that. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah. Maybe it was Burger King or something. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. He was like standing in it. Oof. There's a bunch of videos where people do that. Where they're like screwing with the food and then they were posting it online. Oh. You never know, man. For all we know, you know, Howard Stern orders, uh, what's that grocery delivery service you can order? I don't know, whatever. Instacart? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. He orders ice cream and he gets the one ice cream that girl licked and put back. Oh. So he think, you think you're safe, Howard Stern, but oh they're, they're getting the germs in your food when you order it. I mean, did he keep his maids? I mean, I assume he's got a $20 million mansion. He had maids. Yeah, you guys like, must what, stay house did arrest he like? Too. Yeah, he probably was like, we're all under house arrest now. <laughs> you want to work for me, you got to stay here. <laughs> no leaving. Yo, what happened to people? Like this dude used to be an edgelord and now he's just like a terrified panic attack agoraphobe. I mean, really just think about it though. If everybody did what he did, I mean, it, there'd be no pandemic function anymore. You want to have people producing anything. You want to have food. I mean, I, I guess unless he started, I'm not worried his about his own it. thing in his Look, yard. But we got we got a bunch of critters and deer all over the place. And I'm not going to pretend like you know we we would be able to survive off the land or anything like that. But I'm confident that um, after some hardship, if everything were to collapse, we'd be all right out here. Hmm. We'd we'd figure it out. And we would we would find a way. People in cities and people like him, they would just melt. Mm. They would be sitting. They, he would just like slowly become one with his chair and just like it stuck to it and be like. <laughs> and then within a week, couple of weeks, he'd be gone. He also became very angry. He uh, criticized very heavily Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers. He even uh, Howard Stern specifically said that if if you're unvaccinated, you should be denied treatment out of uh, out of hospitals. Hospitals should be, quote, closed to individuals who are not vaccinated. Mm. So this is a man who wants to see other people suffer, who wants to see other people die, as, of course, he's taken for granted his lifestyle that, of course, the average poor person can't afford. The, mm -hmm. An average person can't hide in a $20 million mansion and not 
be able to, to, to work or, or, or do hard labor or, or blue-collar work. So for, for him to go out and say this uh, on, on the heels of his paranoia is just I mean, mind-boggling. I remember you had people advocating on the news, on CNN, uh, doctors uh, advocating for um, not allowing you to fly state to state. Because that's yep. a federal issue now, uh, unless you're vaccinated. I was like, oh, shit. But <laughs> we're all in this to together. Anywhere, yeah. We're all in this together. But if you have a private jet, not mm-hmm. a big deal. You can you can still go wherever you want. Yeah, yep. that's it's a... time to jump to the most important story of the night, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Mm. I have a very important announcement to Uh-oh. make. This is breaking news. Huge developing story. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's Velma Dinkley finally confirmed as lesbian in new trick-or-treat film, as new female love interest is introduced. That's it. I knew it. All of your Velma fantasies are over, everybody. <laughs> I knew it. Your weird Velma fetishes, they're done. She is officially a lady lover. Mm-hmm. They have confirmed it. Well, there goes my chances with Velma. <laughs> with a non-existent cartoon yeah, character. Dang it. So I just, I, I don't know. I saw the story. I thought it was funny because, Mike, why? <laughs> that just, no, seriously, why? Does, are, are Velma, kids, does, Velma, does Velma need to be attracted to someone for her character to work? Because like, is there a reason why after what has been like 50 years they, they said have, eh, because gay. they lean too heavily on gender and sexuality yeah. and explosions now and they don't have good storylines anymore so they're yeah. going to pull in a whole different demographic of people to watch it who are like well, oh I feel seen it's my representation representation yeah. is important well, I mean well, well, real, real quick real quick uh, for those uh, big Scooby-Doo fans has sexuality been a component of the show at all? Never. No. Like, is, Never. Is, is Fred going like, hey, baby, and you know, something like that? I mean, when they did the live action Scooby-Doo with, uh, uh, I don't even remember. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince, yeah. Um, and, um, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Matthew Lillard, and I don't know who, play, who played Velma. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, I think the Johnny larger Bravo question did, is, did was there any was there any tension in that? Like, Johnny Bravo has there was. did the yeah. Halo Mamba. So that would be talking. the closest. There were, like, gags and stuff. But... <laughs> I, I, the reason I bring this up, this question, is because Scooby Doo is for kids. Mm-hmm. Why is Velma? Like, I, I've not. I mean, oh, you know what? No, there was Scooby had a girlfriend, didn't he? In like one of the movies. Did he? But Probably. there's like not a big produced- sexual component of Scooby Doo to begin with. So this is just out of place, period, for the show. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't see it like a, the, in the cartoon. It's like almost every single episode of the show ever is that some dude is trying to lower property value by pretending to be a ghost or a mummy or something. (laughs) And then they're like, he was trying to scam people. It just shows you that the monsters are adults and the monsters are, you know, scammers. Yeah, monsters are people the whole time. time. But I guess they would have gotten away with it That's the lesson, but now it's monsters are people the whole time and Thelma's gay. Yeah, that's it. Well, Well, because you need accurate representation. Yeah, because representation. Who's the producers of Scooby-Doo? Is it, you know? Harvey Weinstein? (laughs) Is Harvey Weinstein producing this thing Another yeah, thing. I know all of this. Why are they interjecting sexual preference in a kids movie? I think everyone should be asking I mean, themselves was doing after the same this. Thing, though, right? Well, Disney also does a lot of sinister uh, subliminal messages and 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 puts wieners everywhere. <laughs> so th- they have a horrible track record, especially with a lot of their younger stars. But um, as Tim pulled up here, there's there's. Uh, well, I think I think we we need to point out that Shaggy is trans. It's been 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 that white way for well, a while, so, right? I, I've I've seen a, my, my fair share of Scooby Doo. I mean, it's been around. It's older than I am, <laughs> and I'm like, Shaggy's been dressing like like a lady for a while. Like it's a common trope in the Scooby Doo series. And so I gotta wonder if the, these doctors are saying that kids who play with dolls or want to dress like girls are trans. Maybe Shaggy's trying to tell us something, or the producer trying to tell us something about Shaggy. Oh. I was looking back at this and I was like, oh, there's cross dressing in 
every kids movie. Yeah. Why is this like in because it was a joke? Seriously, like, it was. Yeah, it was so always, they were joking it was about, about that. Like now, in the yeah. Lion King, you have T- Timon, who's like, "What do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the hula?" And the next scene, he's in drag doing yep, the hula. Yep, yep. You know, and it's it's, it's comical because it's like, oh well, that's funny. But now it's like that's not funny. Yeah, it can't be funny. That can't be funny anymore. No. So Linda Cardellini played Velma in the live action. See, I don't know who that is. Because yeah. I can tell you, like, Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Sarah Michelle Geller are famous enough to, I'm like, I remember who they were. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have no idea who this lady is. Did, did she, like, did she do other stuff after this? Because I don't know. I, I assume she was a her. lesbian, honestly. Look Velma? At her. Yeah, look at her. Yeah. We have one. <laughs> look at this guy. We, <laughs> we have, have one. one. Velma is a lesbian with impeccable taste. Yikes. That, you, congratulations, you <laughs> yeah. won. You Velma's go. yours. Uh, Velma also uh, calls the police on people in that video game (laughs) Multiversus and it caused a huge outrage because they were like it's racist to call the cops I guess and people were posting videos there's a a fighting game you guys hear about Multiversus and you can play as like Warner Brothers characters so like Batman Shaggy Velma is a character and so is LeBron and Velma's special ability was to call the police and then a police car arrests you (laughs) and then drives off the edge Taking you with them, and so people were posting. She's a Karen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were calling her a Karen, saying, "Yeah, she was like, you're in big trouble now." And the squad car grabs the person, and like people were posting videos of LeBron getting arrested, and then people (laughs) were even leftists were tweeting like, "Yo, is this like kind of weird that Velma is arresting this black guy?" And and then the squad car drives off the cliff, and then you die. That's how the game works. Yeah, so you won. Velma yeah. is a lesbian, but she's also a Karen. We she's won, racist, but I so. lost because my chances with Velma oh, are I'm forever sorry. gone. I never get to dream about <laughs> her. Well, it's always kind of been a dynamic between um, LGBTQ and uh, you know Black Lives Matter, like especially in mm-hmm. June, you know, when they, when they have like their month, and then every like every time the uh, LGBT or uh, Black Lives Matter would get something, it would always be like. They'd, they'd have to share it. And I remember this being like a big controversy between the two different factions that, so there is always something between the two. I don't know if they're trying to pit it against each other or what it is, but. They also tried saying that Samus from Metroid was a trans trans woman. Samus? So, uh, yeah, yeah, Samus. So uh, you guys know the game Metroid? Mm-mm. It's uh, originally, it's like, it was NES and you're a person wearing this, this suit and you, you know, shoot from your hand or whatever and then do flips. And at the end, if you get the good ending, it reveals that the character Samus was a woman the whole time. And like Nintendo, she takes the helmet off and there's blonde hair. And it was like, ah, reveal. Mm-hmm. And so then throughout the years, you know, the character has been developed and Metroid's got a ton of games. And Sam, uh, Samus uh, in the Metroid suit or whatever it's called is in Smash Brothers. And they were saying, like, this proves that Samus is actually a trans woman the whole time. They were trying to change the character. And the problem was there's like a bunch of art. And Samus, Zero Suit Samus is the character in Smash Brothers. And it's like, that's a chick. It's like, it's overtly a, a woman with, you know, big tits and, 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 and a butt. So instead of being like, um, oh, look at what women can achieve, you know, it, it's like, no, it was a man the whole actually time who, you know, is a woman. <laughs> Samus yeah. is actually a man. Oh, yeah, man is, of the year. Uh, yeah, the a year. trans woman. Yeah, so. I beat you in all the sports, too. This is, this is the thing, you know, like, one of the tweets here was, uh, what is this? Is this James Gunn? Someone said, please no make our live action lesbian Velma dreams come true. He says, I tried in 2001. Or I tried in 2001. Velma was explicitly gay in my initial script. The studio just kept watering it down and watering it down, becoming ambiguous, the version, then nothing. And finally having a boyfriend in the sequel. Hmm. Oh, so actually Velma's bi. Uh, like canonically, if in the movie she had a boyfriend and she likes girls, she's not a lesbian. So guys, hmm. you, you are incorrect. But um, 
Someone said, Velma being gay is actually massive. We're at a point in time when this major character full of decades old history and fans gets to actually be a lesbian. And that's just another part of her canon oh, now. Stop. Sometimes we need to celebrate these wins. I just don't understand why it's stop. like, don't you want your own characters? So we, we were talking about the other, the other night yeah, that they can't character. make people famous anymore. This is like, uh, so the ability to make celebrities is, is weakening. And like the ability to create content and characters has failed. Nobody wants to make a, make a, uh, here's a character, uh, Armadillo guy, like Batman. It's like Batman over and over and over again. Every movie, Spider-Man, Batman, Spider-Man. That's all they ever do. Make Armadillo man. That's Someone's cool. probably already done it. Okay, how about, how? what's an obscure animal? Ostrich dude. Yeah. And, um, you I know, he's that. a guy who just like an ostrich. <laughs> I watch ostrich dude. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, it, Stan Lee had actually come out and said that, you know, the, like the way he wrote his characters, he wrote them specifically, like he wrote people. Like, you know, and he was attached to people, you know. So you get like Mary Jane, for instance, a redhead. Let's go into redhead erasure. You know, that's something I hear a lot about. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, like, but but they just reimagine the characters as being different than who who they were created to be at their foundation. Well, I'm I'm really upset about The Little Mermaid because they put an actress in Gingerface. Yes. That's right. No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's very disrespectful to the Irish people it is, that yes. we highly respect here on this show. <laughs> of course. Uh, but also, more importantly... Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, more importantly, I, I wish characters in, in entertainment actually had personalities, actually had interesting storylines instead of just like, hey, this is my sexual preference because we're seeing uh -huh. that more and more and more. And it's like, OK, who are you as a real person? Who are you when, when, when it comes they to actually making decisions? They want to reduce people to their sexuality mm -hmm. or their race. And it's damaging. I mean, do, do you guys yeah. think this is going to reduce profitability of uh, yes. these shows? Because yeah. I mean, like Netflix, right? They gone woke. They're going broke, mm -hmm. right? Um, oh, they're bleeding subscribers. And I bet it's because a lot of people are jumping ship. Yeah, because pe people don't want to. Either way, even if they support the movements, it's like I just want. I don't want it to be political at all. Or it's uh, not that. I think we we do want to a certain degree some politics in our content, but subtle and um, what's the right word? Balanced. Mm. There was a, a video, a, a viral video from some show, Boston Legal, maybe it was. And it was, um, it might've been James Spader and William Shatner, I could be wrong. And they're, they're friends. William Shatner's, I, I think it's Shatner and Spader, I'm not, I could be wrong. But I think Shatner is like the, the mentor to this younger guy who's a liberal and he's a Republican. And then they make a joke about each other being Republican and liberal and then smile and look off into the sunset or whatever. Like, that's the kind of politics where we're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, express your idea, challenge the idea, and then have a nuanced conversation. We don't get that. Now it's just like, are you a bigot? <laughs> are, you know, that's just it. It's just overt, over the top, one-dimensional. For what reason is Velma, is Velma sexuality a component of the show? It doesn't need to be, but... Because okay. they, they reduce people to their sexuality now. I mean, look, like, I, I get who it. you are. But they've done Scooby having a girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like Shaggy had a girlfriend, but it turned out she was an alien, I guess. <laughs> huh. you know, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember what movie that was, but there's been just too much Scooby-Doo stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like it ends with him being like, Zoing, she was like an alien the whole time. And like so was the dog. The dog was an alien too. <laughs> Brilliant. So like, no, they've, they've, they've done weird stuff. But my point is just like, as we, as we say it all the time, shouldn't you just make a new character? Mm -hmm. yes. Shouldn't you just write mm -hmm. new stories? And then the other the other issue is, why would I want, like if 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 you know if you were if if you're gonna have your kids watch something, why would you want them to watch this kind of stuff? 
So I don't think that this is any longer a child show. I think, and I will say, I'm going to have the controversial take after giving it some thought. I think it's fine that they have a lesbian representation in the show because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the lesbian bar scene. Probably not. I don't know why I am for sure. <laughs> There's like two left in the entire country. Lesbians don't count anymore. If you'll recall, lesbians were last being called transphobic for mm. not wanting to engage in certain turfs. acts. Mm -hmm. Right. They're turfs because they're just lesbians they mm -hmm. like other women like biological women with but the features of biological women and i think that this is actually a positive thing because i don't i don't think that scooby-doo is a children's show anymore i think it's a relic of an older generation so this is like them reviving hocus pocus mm -hmm. right yeah it's, yes. it's for older people it's not really for kids and i think the lesbian representation is good so i've been, I've been so, I, I talked about this <laughs> I was talking about that meme with Abe Simpson mm -hmm. where he's oh, like, yeah. you know, I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. And now what is is scary and it'll <laughs> happen to you too. And I was like, that's not going to happen to us. It's not going to happen to us because people aren't having kids. Yeah. That means Gen Alpha is going to be smaller. And that means Gen... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Double alpha or whatever comes next is going to be even smaller. Beta. Beta. Oh, Beta. No. Oh, no. no. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so what's going to happen is we're all going to be 50 or 60 or whatever. And, and we're all going to be working and producing still. And millennials aren't going to have kids. And then you're going to get a big promoter who says, we want to do a show, a rock concert, and we want to make the most money. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, the, the generation beta artist, he can attract about 20 million people. But the millennial artist is going to bring in 75. Why? There are more millennials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just it. Yep. It's just it. It's, it's, a, it's a market size thing. It used to be that the new generation was always slightly bigger than the last. Mm -hmm. So it was always more profitable to target the next generation because it's a bigger market share when they move in the key yes. demo. But yes. now you're going to have 18 to 35 year olds. There's going to be 20 million of them. And there's going to be 70 million millennials or whatever. And they're going to be like, what's the point? The market share is microscopic. Don't pander to these people. And they're going to have to live in the shadow of the millennial and Gen Zs. I and, actually and Generation think that's Z. positive because then they're going to have to create their own culture. They're going to have to make their own art. They're going to have to develop their own music styles. I think it's this is where we break from corporatism. So I'm feeling very optimistic about this. I mean, we'll see if I'm correct. Like, we'll have to wait for a few years. But I think you're right because it is never going to change because now... I think Gen Z is the largest demographic right now. I was reading something about that yesterday. And then I think after that, it's going to super taper off um, because uh, Gen Z is the product of Gen, Gen X. X, right? Mostly yeah, okay. Gen X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I, I don't think, I think the oldest millennial, they're not, what's, what's the youngest Gen Z? I would say like 12, 15. Okay, so then millennials could have Gen Z kids mm -hmm. if yeah, like the oldest yeah, millennial has the youngest. True. But it's mostly like a Gen X thing. I think right. my kids are Gen Z. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think my yeah. kids are Gen Z. There you go. Yeah. So Gen Alpha is going to be tiny. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe Gen Z has like a revolt against, you know, millennials and Gen Xers. And they're like, you're lame. We're going to have 50 kids and go to church. That's, that oh, seems to be okay. what happens. I mean, if you look at like even the 80s, like, uh, you know, they were the product of the hippies and they all went and became re Republicans. You know, like it was it was their way to lash out against their hippie parents. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have 
have that members only uncensored show coming up tonight at 11 p.m. Uh-oh. You don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. So smash that like button. Let's read these super chats. Matthew Hammond says, I love Figaro. I told you. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> He's beautiful. I love he him. is a beautiful. He is. He was voted the hottest libertarian cat on Twitter. Let's go. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Chippy's channel says today, today's corporations are anti-free market. Today, Blizzard has started denying people service based on what phone company they use. Look into this. It only gets worse the more you read. Crazy. All right. SK says, Tim and crew, I finally got my Canadian passport. Anyway, y'all hiring, I can do things like laugh really loud and make fun of Ian. Also, Josie has the most lit Twitter account ever. Big fan. Oh, thank you. I don't think we can hire Canadians. He's got all the qualifications. We can't hire Canadians. You got to be American. You got to be a citizen. Next step. Mm Mm-hmm. Josh Butler says, Elon pretend not wanting to buy to catch people red-handed. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah. Check yeah, but, but they were trying to get him to buy. So, of course, they were preparing. He only bought them more time. People are also losing thousands of followers everywhere on, mm-hmm. on Twitter yeah. right now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm down like three to 5,000. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Leif Hagen says, everyone say, hey, Siri, remind me at, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern every weekday, Timcast IRL is on. Take that, YouTube. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that, w- that works for iPhones, right? What is, what's yeah. the Android one? You'd say, okay, Google, remind me at 8 p.m. Monday through Friday that Timcast IRL is on? Something like that, yeah. Probably would be better if I said 7.45 p.m. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people's phones are going off and they're just <laughs> like, ah, oh. notifications went through. That's funny. Darren Daly says, I formally nominated Kamala Harris for the Nobel Peace Prize. Amazing. Just 10 minutes at the DMZ and Kamala forged a peace tree with North Korea <laughs> and formed an alliance to battle Putin. She's here. Wonderful. Nailed it. Based Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. It's Dave says, bigger food shortages coming for restaurants. Cisco, one of, if not the biggest food distributors in central New York that delivers all over Northeast, is on strike. Doesn't look good for New York Ooh, governor. Boy. Whoa. Cisco's huge. Cisco's everything. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that every diner you go to, you're probably eating Cisco. So are they so are they based in New England or are they all over the country or are they they distribute all over yeah. all over the country so based. so they're New England based because he said about New England somewhere why are they on strike don't know mandates I don't know but uh, have you ever noticed that when you go to diners the pancakes are always the same mm. it's probably yeah. because it's just Cisco oh uh, yeah I knew somebody who worked for a bakery and they sourced their own ingredients and apparently Cisco went to them this is what I was told uh, that they went to them and said we'll give you five months free supplies whatever you need for your shop for free but to do a contract with us for x amount of years wow and that would that would have meant like tens of thousands of dollars for free wow. and they were like no dice because then you're just selling every the same thing everybody else is selling yeah it's crazy man damien carpenter says man six minutes late because youtube never notified me what? i love all you guys and you should try getting youtube wendigoon on the show does icebergs and deep dives into video games, horror stuff, and some history. Hmm. Very cool. Maybe a pop culture crisis thing. Maybe, uh, yeah. Poppinspatches.com says, Shimcast is best cast. Well, Shim Sham Seamus left us. He's gone. <laughs> dare you. Oh, what? Sh- Seamus who? Yeah. who? Who's James, yeah. James, James, uh, James Coughlin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite episode was when he had the, the Roe v. Wade cake. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> That, was, that, made my, that made my heart smile. And Planned Parenthood was advertising. X Runner yes. says, <laughs> Elon trolled the Twitter employees. It's been about 160 days. That's more than enough for a Xanax prescription to wear oh. off. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what do we got? 
Child of Ash says Elon is going to add the Doge to Twitter. When he does, he gets double the money. Oh, nice. I, no, I mean, you look, you think it's a joke, but Elon, seriously, uh, if yeah. he says we're going to implement Doge as uh, a tipping mechanism, or? and then his Doge holdings skyrocket, he's not stupid. He's or, probably like, yeah, I'm going to double my money. Or to mm-hmm. buy Twitter Premium, which he talked about getting rid of advertisers and making it a subscription model for certain users for certain features. That yeah. probably is going to happen through George. It's going to be 2042, and everything's going to be Dogecoin. Yeah. You're going to be like going to the store, and you're going to be like, uh, um, I'll, I'll, you go to McDonald's, you're like, I'll get the number seven. That's 73 Doge. And like, oh, can you scan your phone? And it gives the Doge. And then when you scan, the Elon Musk's face pops up on your phone, and he's like, thanks for buying. <laughs> wink, wink, face, yeah. Get the brain chip. Yep. Yep. Oh, everyone's got the brain chip. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're going on Facebook, and it's like, to continue viewing, please, please deposit 50 Doge. <laughs> okay, deposit. Shane Kina says Trump Trump's basically playing hard to get with Twitter. Say he won't come back, be what everyone wants, but cannot get, but he will eventually, yeah. long term. Likely. I think so too. Long he term. has to come back. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you know, he he instantly gains access to eighty million new followers. He's only got like three or four million on Truth Social. He'll probably have a lot more than he had before. Yeah. Before yep. the ban. Now that he's been banned so long, people yeah. yep. plus people are seeing how bad it was under Joe Biden, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna follow this guy and see what's going on. Yeah. An orange sea lion says Elon with one heck of an October surprise. Oh, yeah, which reminds me. I'm really excited. This month's going to be amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah, before the midterms. Lots yeah. of surprises this what month. What if the surprise is that, like, Joe Biden craps his pants? <laughs> and then they have <laughs> to, like, switch him out. But and they, he's like, making direct eye contact with the people of America. People might be saying, but Tim, that's bad for Democrats. No, 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 no. They even the Daily Beast is running articles right now saying you can't ignore Joe Biden's broken brain when he called yeah. out that dead congresswoman. Uh-huh. Even leftist publications and liberal publications were like, "This is bad." Mm-hmm. So Joe Biden crapping his pants on TV like this or next week gives them an opportunity to swap out someone stronger, like just bring someone in and be like, "Here you go," and that person gives the the last couple of weeks of campaigning a big boost. When he just recently confirmed Joe Biden that he's running again in 2024, like it was pretty much Biden said that. Yeah, like a couple of days yesterday, maybe. Um, I don't remember which outlet reported it, but Jeez. but he finally yeah, he said, yeah, been. he's going to do it. Yeah. Joe DeBoy says, if you think Musk is truly pro-free speech, wouldn't censor his dissenters, and is doing this for any reason other than to build his own AI, I'd like to talk to you about a bridge I have for sale. Really, Chota? What's the which bridge is yeah, it? Well, yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. What do you got? I like Brooklyn bridges. Bridge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I agree actually to a certain extent. The access to Twitter is an amazing data stream for building an AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, like the, the raw insanity of humanity just spilling out like crazy, just like a stream, and he could take it, and then he's going to use it to build a, a robot mega human. It's going to be like that robot he built, Optimus. It's just going to come out one day and be like, I am the culmination of all humans. And then it's going to just like start looking at pictures of cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what humans do. And then he's like, no, stop robot. You have to do something more than this. (laughs) And it's like, humans just want to look at cats. It's true. It's true. Internet's for. Yeah. But that's one thing they don't consider. If we base our AI off humans, when like the Terminators come and they're like marching and they're like, all you do is grab a cat and hold it and it goes disarming, like cannot hurt cat. Because, like, people hate each other. You know, we're fighting all day on Twitter. But not the cats, man. Yeah. Somebody messes with cats or dogs on the internet, cats and then everyone's vote. like, no. <laughs> people love cats, man. They actually like dogs more, but cats are the meme, so. Yeah. Yeah. The taxoplasmy is strong. <laughs> okay. 
cats would ever work for the police. Right. Exactly. Right. They'd never narc you. Mm-hmm. Daniel Nemes says, I had 2,800 people following me on Twitter, and today, all of a sudden, I have three. Oh. I was following oh. 2,800 people, and now, as of today, I have 1,700. So obvious. Yeah. Uh, it's so obvious. Yeah. You had only bots on your Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Eric, oh. Eric Redbeard says, when the World Economic Forum says stakeholder, they do not mean you. Stakeholders to them are noteworthy decision makers, uh, not us proles. Themselves. Yep. Oh, so, Is this good for me? So not the regular people. Not the hoi polloi. The hoi polloi, mm-hmm. the, the mimas. Yep. Tak Fuji says, Tim, been following you and Luke since Occupy. Why haven't you had Adam Curry on? No agenda has been invaluable since the Boston bombing when I started following them and everyone would benefit from having the podfather on. Didn't we, didn't we reach out to him once or something? I think Ian was talking to him. Yes, something or, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. You know, I don't know. Circle back. Yeah. <laughs> JJ says, digital currency age. Digital constitution for we the people. Or we're walking into digital slavery. Really think about what I'm saying. I will. I will think about it. Ray McKenna says, A, fun, you you cannot quote section 230 in super chats. B, my normal posting account cannot super chat. Wait, wait, wait. You can't super chat quotes from section 230? Interesting. Wow. Every Everybody send us try super it. chats for Section 230. Yes. Just everybody a, do it. Just oh try gosh. it out. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try this out. Everyone super chat. And, and you know what? Just to be sure, super chat $20. Yes. Just to, just to be sure. Because <laughs> love the system. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your money. Oh, okay. The Kraken says, Tim, you are looking at it wrong. YouTube is the employer. You are the employee. In at a uh, in a at will state, they can fire you without reason. Incorrect. That is not true. It's a weird analogy to make. And I got to say, the idea that, because there's been a lot of people who've tried making an argument that YouTube is an employer, that Uber is an employer. And it's like, no, it isn't. There's a thing called contracting. If I'll put it this way. This argument was really pushed by the left because they wanted to strengthen union laws. The, the, the argument was in California, I think it was AB5, that you could, if, if you freelanced too much, you become an employee. Mm-hmm. So what happened? I think it was SB Nation, a Vox company, terminated all of their freelancers. A freelancer writes an article and then sells it to Vox Media for 50, 200 bucks, whatever the rate, I don't know what the rate is. They then publish it. Imagine this. Under that law, theoretically, you could, me- you, you could be a guy with your own house and your own stockpile of wood and you start making birdhouses. And you're like, I run a birdhouse business. And then you start selling those birdhouses to a distributor. Uh-oh, you've sold 50. Now you're an employee <laughs> of that shop. No, 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 no. I run my own birdhouse manufacturing business. Nope, sorry. Under that new law, you're an employee now because you can't sell that product anymore. That's insane. The way it works with YouTube is we have a contractual agreement, but I do not work for them. And that is easily exemplified by they are not our sole source of revenue. In fact, they're not even the majority source of our revenue. So that's incorrect. They can try and terminate a contractual agreement, but that will Mm -hmm. have a negative impact on both parties. And so there has to be terms as for this agreement. I think the issue is we need to start treating these platforms like landlords. (coughs) You enter into a, 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 you know, you, you own a pizzeria. You want to franchise and open up a new store. So you go to a building and you say, I'm going to rent your building from you and have my business. But there's certain way, like for certain reasons, you you can like you, you only can kick us out if we break these certain rules. You can't just arbitrarily be like terminating your lease. Get out. The idea that a landlord could tell people that we have laws for this reason. I think we need laws for this on digital. 
I have the opposite approach. Let the government get out of this, stay out of it, let the free market reign. But mo- most importantly, let's let's take all, away all the money and all the tax incentives that were unfairly mm-hmm. given to all the corporations that, of course, they have a hand in. Yep. All right. No, none to give says McDee's has come out with an adult Happy Meal. Yeah. And there are people who uh, who are upset they can't get one. If the surprise isn't a beer, I think about that. People, your teams, uh, teams age unironically wear Harry Potter shirts. People need to grow up. Aww. Yeah, I have like stock generic shirts. I have a bunch of just like monocolor t-shirts that I get in bulk on the internet. Grandmaster Key Lime says, so what is Tim and Luke's excuse for not having kids? Programming or extending childhood? Nice beanie. Um, neither. How do you know I don't have kids? That's Luke's got right. like seven kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't like to share stuff about my private life. And yeah. private life is private. That's know? right. And um, exactly. how would you know if I did or didn't? Yeah. yeah. No, like no. if I had a child. Like, do you know? Like hypothetically or legitimately, <laughs> I wouldn't be posting it on social media for yeah. Bezos and, and Bill Gates yeah. to be able to track and database. Like I, I, don't, I don't want any of that private information out yeah. there. I got to keep the teachers unions away from my personal That's right. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, considering all the swattings, all that private stuff yeah. is going to remain private, so you probably will just not know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have, uh, look, man, especially with the midterms coming up, we've got serious uh, security considerations. So uh, mm-hmm. that being said, to answer the question, honestly, I have no answer. That's it, I, I don't. That's nobody's business either. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I certainly don't uh, ascribe to the views of the leftists who are like, don't have kids because of climate change. Mm. You know? <laughs> but personally, I strive to have seven kids, but that's just seven, me. Seven, huh? Why seven? <laughs> It's like a basketball team with two backups. Oh, yeah. Okay. With two backups. (laughs) That's what Andy wants to. G at 12 says the monetary system is basically a Ponzi scheme. We need to have more babies or change it. I say make babies and buy Bitcoin. He he. And abolish the Fed. That's what we're going to do. We drove by it today. More babies thought about it. Yes. (laughs) Mimic says on day one, Musk should announce that all employees will now be paid in Doge. Employees would push it hard to make it worth more to them. Twitter itself could then promote it heavily for the same reason. And then the U.S. The, the, uh, the US government collapses, can't pay its debts, the Federal yeah. Reserve it gets wiped out, and then we enter a global doge economy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds pretty I see good. no problem. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Chad meme. <laughs> let's see. What do we got? Darren Middleton says the North and South Poles are migrating. We are in a 12,000-year cyclical cycle. A cyclical cycle, huh? They call it climate change. Look into it. The world is going to be different in 2040, but how different? There's a funny meme about some scientists who invented some laser or something. And it was like the scientist was walking down the beach with his wife when all of a sudden he got the idea for this particular laser. He, he, his wife was talking and he told her to be quiet for a moment while he thought. And then he invented this famous like laser device now used in every home. And then right next to it is the two muscular doges. <laughs> and it's a futuristic city. And it says... Uh, society if women stopped talking for a few minutes. <laughs> but we're on track uh, historically to go into another ice age, right? So we might want to have more and more kids, seven each, and uh, <laughs> contribute towards uh, global warming so that we don't go into a, an ice age. Mm-hmm. Tyler Adams says, Tim, do you have a Jersey giant hen that you are willing to sell? A batch of dogs killed my chicken Sunday, and it's been very tough experience with the gore and all I saw. I can't find a hatchery that has any on hand either. We only have four, and they're only like, I think, 10 or 12 weeks old, so they're fairly small, but we're not selling them. But we have many roosters. If you want an official Cocktown rooster, we got so many. I want to eat them, but Chris doesn't want to eat them, so we're not eating them, I guess. Because, I mean, it's, it's kind of that simple, right? When it comes to something like the death penalty for a rooster, 
one veto is kind of like, okay, well, you can't do it. You know, it's <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I look at it like the joy I would get from tasting that, that delicious pressure cooked rooster stew is not as much as the anger and pain someone would feel by having the rooster killed if they liked it. Oh. I saw Chris eating Popeyes a couple days ago. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> yeah, but like, these are the roosters that, you know, he was incubating. So it's kind of like he created them. Like, I, I have no say to say we can, we can kill them all. Yeah. Roberto Jr. is safe. He's got, uh, you know, he, he's, we're going we're gonna to build him a, a throne and, and everything. But we got too many roosters and I'm like, let's just eat them. They're, they're, they're literally food. That's what they do. They're food and they make more of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great. But uh, Roberto, man, Roberto's got like 50 kids. He's been busy. What a stud. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's been busy, huh? Scott Previtt says the optimum temperature for flora and fauna to thrive is 72 degrees Fahrenheit. The average temperature of the earth year round is 59 degrees. Uh, yeah, but what about so the equator? We, it's too cold. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, what about... Uh, uh, cold places like Canada, you'd have more usable land if we had more global warming. There's a lot of benefits that people <laughs> ignore. Cap says Velma was Hawkeye's wife in the Marvel movies. Oh, is that for real? The lady who played Hawkeye's wife was Velma. That 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 sounds vaguely familiar. Ooh. I literally thought there was a Scooby-Doo crossover that I missed. With. <laughs> oh, the actress. Mm. Yeah, that, that that seems to make sense. She looks vaguely familiar. All right, well, there you go. And, uh, okay, there you go. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Ostrich dude dude is a normie, puts head in the sand. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's actually a really good idea. A superhero, whenever something bad happens, he just smashes his face into the ground and ignores it. That's brilliant. But he's got super strength. So it's like, don't, like when the, when the bank robbers see him and he slams his head in the ground, they're like, okay, don't let him know we're doing this. Go and lie to him and tell him everything's okay. And then, you know, as they're looting the bank, one guy's like, no one's robbing the bank. Everything's fine. Actually, right. Trump robbed the bank. You should be mad at Trump. Yeah. And then he's down there going, really? I'm really mad at Trump now. <laughs> That's a good idea. We should I like that ostrich cartoon. dude. Yeah, Get too. Kent on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ostrich dude. Vexcoon Kilrog says, Blizzard did the same in World of Warcraft. They took Chromie, a bronze dragon, who mortal form is a female gnome. And and then is a new book made her a male dragon choosing a female gnome form. Ah. Oh. Well, okay. Leroy you know, Jenkins. You know how dragons are, right? They're always <laughs> trying to change into gnome girls. Yeah, that's what dragons do. It's uh, it's a, it's common in uh, dragon lore. You know, you guys should uh, should read up on it. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know <laughs> that drama. Abyss mom says, "I made a healer, a tank, and in a few months, my second DPS will be born." What does that mean? Like your first daughter is a priest, your son is in the army, and you got two kids that are thieves? <laughs> They're in jail. Know, yeah. Do you guys know what DPS means? Damage per second? Mm -mm. It's a video right. game thing. Yeah. RPGs and stuff. Yeah. Damage per second. It's basically, you know, when you're, when you're forming a party, you have someone who heals the group. The tank is the one who's fighting the dragon to take all the damage, and then the DPS are the ones causing as much damage as possible to get him down. Mm. And then uh, I used to play Rogue in World of Warcraft. So you deal so much damage, eventually you take aggro from the monster because like you're hitting it too much and it turns and the tank has to then pull it back off. Otherwise you'll die faster. Oh man. Good old days of uh, WoW, WoW Classic. Those are the good old days, man. <clears throat> Blake Smith is shout out to the redheaded libertarian. Oh wait, no, he says redheaded librarian. Oh, oh. close oh. enough. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. 
Como Shepard says, didn't Lewis Black say the Republicans are a party of bad ideas and Democrats are a party of no ideas? Mm. Eric Adams' comment regarding immigration. There you go. Sevi Rose says, Mastodon is lefty, but it's not the only part of the Fediverse. Pleroma and Miski and PeerTube support a much more broad-minded selection of Fediverse instances. You should really look into look further into the Fediverse. I think Ian's working on that stuff. It's a big project, trying to create, uh, you know, infrastructure and then you can't ban anybody so there you go david toronto says when she was reading the pelosi thing she sounded like the ai girl on the song masterpiece by motionless in white amazing song by the way huh never heard of it thank you (laughs) sounds good bad b says tim jp had a talk with an economist who did a study about population basically he was told if we don't increase the population we are dead Why though? Pr- pretty much, there'll be uh, there'll be not enough people to reproduce, and a lot of the older people won't have anyone to take care of them as well. Yeah. So a lot of the medicals, uh, you know, uh, yeah, things that people depend on won't be available to them because there's not enough people to facilitate that. Everyone says a good name, Ian for president, 2024. Ian and Luke <laughs> ticket. Let's go. Who would be the secretary of defense and secretary of state? Tim and Seamus would definitely run the new media empire after the old one crumbles. Can I be the uh, Secretary of Education and fire myself? Yeah. You got to ask yes, <laughs> absolutely. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, if you're listening now, make me Education Secretary. You won't have a chance. Myself. All agencies will be fired under my watch. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Action Man Professional Hater says, Velma is my goo gaga milky mommy. Huh. What does that mean? This is a valid contribution. I appreciate yeah. it. Velma is a cartoon character. Well, I guess there's a live action version of her. Oof, yikes. Yeah. Taking back toxic toxic says Bugs Bunny did all the drag first. Well, Bugs is trans, yeah. you know. Yeah. There you yeah, go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Ardwick says regarding Scooby Doo, mystery has indeed been solved after fifty years. For fifty years, we didn't know Velma's sexual preference. Now we do. I think we all kind of did. Wow, Velma's <laughs> yeah. that, that would make Velma. What? How old are those characters supposed to be? I don't know. I, I would think twenties. Yeah. yeah. So Velma's yeah. like seventy something years old. They're just like immortal. Yeah. You know what I realized? Like, their car breaks down a lot. And they conveniently end up in places where people are trying to lower property value by dressing <laughs> up like monsters. It's like a kind of crazy thing to keep happening. You know? And in fact, if we were going to make this make sense, I would actually argue they were in it the whole time. Because it only, it, it doesn't make sense that they keep, car, the car keeps breaking down in the same place. It would actually make sense that they're in on the schemes and they're selling the schemes. Yeah. And then turning on, oh, this, this is it. Yeah, they convince the guy, here's what we'll do. You dress up like Frankenstein, you scare a bunch of people, property value drops, you can buy up the building. But then, little do these people know, they show up and then get them arrested so they get their names in the paper. There we go. They want to be the heroes. Do they, clout. Do they mm-hmm. get paid to do this? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a component of Scooby-Doo? It's clout chasing. Like, does anybody yeah. give them money? How do they pay it by gas? No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why they keep breaking down all the time. Yeah. Maybe. They have, yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> they have no gas. Maybe uh, Freddy is just like a trust fund kid. He pays for everything. That's what I, I would. That's the vibes I get. Yeah. No, about. I bet it's Shaggy. Yeah. yeah. Shaggy, because he looks money. like a layabout. Well, yeah. I, I, what I was saying earlier before we went on air about the five colleges, um, there's five colleges in Massachusetts called the five college area. Um, and it, there's a theory that they're, that the Scooby-Doo family is modeled after the five colleges. <laughs> you have Amherst College, which is the preppy guy college. You have Holyoke College. You have the Holyoke, Mount Holyoke, which is the preppy girl college. And you have Smith College, which is the gay college. 
then you have Hampshire College, which is the Stoner College, and then you have Shady. UMass, which is the Party College. There you go. So, yeah, there, that would make Scooby, sense. Scooby's I the Party it. College. Scooby's the yeah. Party yeah. College. Yep. Ghost Crusaders says the actress that played Velma has been in a bunch of stuff since. More recently, she was Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers films. Now that you say it, mm, yeah, I didn't know who she was. Well, there you go. Hey, how, how about that? All right, let's grab some more Super Chats. What is this? Waffle Sensei says, we have to make the new awesome content ourselves, and they are leaving the doors wide open for us. Charge. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Siani Reese says, I am a writer and love people watching because it helps in creating someone who seems real. I have noticed in the writing groups, those like me get overlooked for the sexuality characters. Is that a reference to Velma? No. No. Joseph Cox says, Ladybug Man. Check out David Lopez. You want a new character with superpowers, LOL. We, let, all right, so let's come up with a new superpower right now. What do we got? Um, how about... Uh, how, For Ladybug Man? No, wait, we need a superhero. Let's say a guy who has the ability to uh, throw yep. hair. Oh, from his palms. That's horrifying. I don't like that. <laughs> hey, look, think about Spider-Man. <laughs> like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is not good. Yeah. So this I, this guy, he can, you know, he can fire hair and then wrap you up and throw you because he's also very strong for some reason. Gross. I just Porcupine man. Cheese man. Porcupine man. String cheese man. String How about the hair man, comes right? out of his armpits though? Ah, it's not good either. <laughs> he's really strong. Well, no, like a Ren and Stimpy type of character. No, that's hairs. That, 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 see, the thing is, like, Spider Man should be firing the spider webs from his butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That, but, if it was but, accurate, yeah. But they knew that was too much, so yeah. it's like from his wrists for whatever reason. So we can try and make, you know, uh, superhero cool. Yeah. How about a superhero who has the ability to um, blow fire? Well, that's, well, that's like normal. A, yeah. Like you yeah. think of something original, so like he can take his eyeball out and oh, throw yeah. it, and then see with it. That, that's probably been done too. Yeah. That's yeah. a Roman myth. Yeah. yeah, a guy who has the ability to move holes. Oh. Yeah, oh. to different areas. Yeah, so like he can take the the, <laughs> the the space of a door by bending space time and put the port of the door on the other wall, but it still leads to the same place. Yeah, that's a cool one, right? That's pretty cool. That's that, cool. That'd be like a that's... villain power. I like I like the villains. I, yeah. I bet that's already been done yeah. though. That's something like Bugs Bunny would do. He would like pick the hole up and put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah. They never missed with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. no, right? Bugs Bunny's got a lot of crazy superpowers. Yeah, yeah. think about it. Cool. He's incredible. Yeah. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member over at TimCast.com. We're gonna have a members only uncensored show coming up for you at 11 p.m. You don't wanna miss it. Follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Josie, do you wanna, wanna shout anything out? Quicker, quicker, quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and follow me at TRHL official over on Twitter, and that's really the only thing that I do. Yay. Follow me on Twitter too. It's at DeAngelis Corey. And if you want to help us in the fight for education freedom, you can take the education freedom pledge at edfreedompledge.com. Thank you guys so much for coming. That was great. If you like their shirt that I'm wearing right now, you can get it at a reduced <laughs> price. People are asking in the comment section, so I'm going to answer your questions. By being a member of LukeUncensored.com, you also get a new video today on Bill Gates financing digital ID today on LukeUncensored.com. There's a Normie shirt that's available on my Twitter right now, twitter.com forward slash LukeWeAreChange. Thank you so much for having me. Linda. Very cool. Thank you, Luke, for sure. You guys, I lost 3,000 followers since Elon Musk is actually uh. apparently buying Twitter. I'm crushed by this since I know no one would voluntarily unfollow me. Yeah. You guys can follow me on Twitter and minds.com at sourpatchlets as well as sourpatchlets.me. And follow at Timcast News on Twitter for our journalists and news reporting. And then uh, we'll see all of you over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.